and the button. The button. The morning button. No, no, no. The morning button. There we go. Good morning, everyone. What is going on? We're back again with another episode of the South Florida Gamers Podcast, episode 57. I am your host, the Silverback Senpai, and joining me across the table is none other than my co-host, Waluigi. Good morning, everybody. Good to be back here. And the guy working controls, AJ. Don't worry, we'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get there eventually. And of course, our guest for today is none other than Beefy Manatee. That is me. I'm excited to be a guest on as uh, we bring out the new table. It's the first time I've seen this setup. So I'm probably going to be the first person to utilize it. Unless it's not. I feel like I watched last week and well, it wasn't using the setup. So brought that, you're, brought you're, the you're nice... actually are the first person using yeah, this. Yeah, setup. I see. You brought the nice linens for me. I appreciate it. You know, welcome <laughs> me with uh, open arms. Oh, yeah, definitely. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm surprisingly, you know, I'm awake. I got some water, bro. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for some gaming podcasts down here in South Florida. Oh, that's good to hear. Absolutely. The air just came on. Uh, man, nothing's better than this can turn into like an ASMR <laughs> podcast quick with the uh, background noise of the uh, air going. I know. We've had an arcade ghost at one point time we've had people knocking outside the door there's a lot of things that usually just pop up here that's not normal okay well he's getting this fixed out i tell you i don't i didn't believe in ghosts for the longest time but recently i was sitting at home and one of my kittens wakes up with a startle sleeping over there by the chair right next to me and starts looking at the stairs and growling i'm like damn ghosts exist oh my god <laughs> i'm getting like i had to walk around the house just to make sure there wasn't an intruder because he was it's like i don't think i've ever seen him scared more than like fucking waking up in a startle like that i was like damn <laughs> let me let me do the quick uh, lap around make sure i'm the only one here oh my gosh yeah i was just briefly talking about the arcade ghost oh yeah that was like two years ago <laughs> yeah oh you guys exercised it I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's still here or whatnot, but usually when we had our podcast over there, when, uh -huh. before this site opened up, like the bathroom light would just like randomly turn on. It was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, we just look back, go back. Like we just casually look at it. Not, not it, it was just like the weirdest thing ever. And well, I'm hopefully it's gone, but we're over here. So I don't know if that light just randomly pops on or whatnot, but you know. Hopefully it's not a ghost, and if it is, I mean, they're more than welcome to you know join us on the podcast or whatnot and share us our thoughts. And yeah, make sure you share it on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you're following Ghost, because <laughs> uh, you know, no, no, nothing goes by free. No, 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 no. I, I just rather be ghosted than deal with ghosts. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's recap. Episode 56 was actually pretty fun with the CEO cast. Oh yeah, definitely. So many <clears throat> unique faces. Yeah. We so many unique faces and, and of course even though we were all there we all had like a different experience almost similar but we all had different experiences we all talked about um our day ones our day twos day threes even, um, day zeros. even our day zeros um you know what we did in pools or you know how far we placed in bracket or whatnot and as i said before i'm still a little bit salty with um def jam but <laughs> if they have it again next year at ceo best believe i'm making top eight the fact that I, I i still went in completely dry i did not practice the game and i made it far to what 13th place i was like they better have this shit again next year because i'm coming for that top eight <laughs> i'm coming for that top eight guaranteed the Def Jam meta, I find so surprising. The yeah. fact that like so many characters are banned, there's like 14 characters. Yeah, they're just all banned. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was and for me that was like a learning experience for me that yeah you can't use these characters, 
I now understand why when I look at their stats and, of course, um, the way how they're able to recover or they're just, like, completely just broken. Like, yeah, I get it now. I get why they, that they ban these certain characters because you can literally win a match. Even if you're, like, a complete noob, you can win matches, like, easy. But still, they need to do something with Danny Trejo because that character is, like, broken. There is nothing I can do. The game is already gone. Uh, all I'm saying is they don't ban characters in the streets, all right? So some, <laughs> some of y'all need to to develop your game plan around, you know, the Snoop Dogg meta because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Speaking of CEO, um, how was your CEO experience? My CEO was great, man, you know. I just... It was, I think I got there like Wednesday, enjoyed my time until bracket started. I tell you though, I hate the fact that when my pools are now on Friday, I hate having pools and like top 96 on the same day, which ended up happening on Saturday. Um, A few funny things happened that that weekend though. One of the funniest ones is I made out pools for KOF. Uh, I haven't picked that game up since like week one. So I brought I brought out like it was Rio, King of Dinosaurs and Joe in the back because Joe's the only character I know combos for. King Dinosaurs, like, I was like, oh, I just need to grab him. And Ryo, he's Ryu, but, like, with a bad fireball. So I was like, I could do that. That makes sense. And, uh, yeah, my King of Dinosaurs ended up washing everyone as I made out Losers Finals in my pool. They were, uh, the only person I lost to was uh, someone with KOF in their name. I was like, damn, there's no way I beat this guy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's impossible. He, ha- he has KOF his name. He's, he, he's been playing this game longer than I've been alive, so there's no shot. Like, I, I won that one. But I ended up double eliminating a king player, which the most interesting thing about them was they had a stick without, like, the, the lever was on the left-hand side and the buttons were on the right-hand side. I've never seen that before. Like yeah, like South Ball. Oh, I'm guessing they're a lefty. And then their um, significant other, um, I guess, also plays the game and ended up uh, trying to, like, mid-set coach which I think is hilarious because I'll always mess with someone if they're doing mid-set coaching. I will do whatever it is, you know? So I lean over. You know, we're sitting. They're on the left-hand side of me. I'm on the right. I'm on player two side. And I lean straight over and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. What are we talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the person looks so offended. Like, you're getting in my personal space. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I'm getting in your personal space, bro. Like, what, what do you think you're doing? And then he walks back and says, all I wanted to say was that I love you, all right? And I was like, oh, no, oh, yeah, that's right. not what you're saying, bitch don't back this up like you're trying to make me look out to be the bad guy no they're like i all i want to say is i love you and i believe in you i was like mm-mm, mm-mm, that's what you gotta say right now okay like so yeah that was pretty funny then day two uh goes in guilty gear strive the, the game i actually cared about of course ended up making out my pool's winner side uh, second ceo i've attended Second CEO, I've made out winner's side. Second CEO, where after I beat the person in winner's finals, there's a gold Lewis salt post. So I'm doing something right out here, because uh, second time where people are like, damn, gold Lewis is broken. I mean, you can say it definitely that more this patch. I agree. But uh, that, that, was, that was a funny match, because um, they, were, they were quite upset at the outcome. And the there's a, there a couple, there's a Twitter beef, a Twitter spat. Uh, instantly uh, ensued right after where some of the some of the South Florida players ended up trolling the guy complaining about Gold Lewis, uh, which was pretty funny because all I did was I, I knew it because like I walked by to report the score. We were on stream, so we had to walk back to report the score. So we went back over there. I saw the person had Twitter opened up. 
So I was like, let me find this guy on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I know what he's doing. I've seen that look in his eyes. So I found him on Twitter, and he's like, damn. Uh, he said he had like three tweets, and they're all, you know, you know, like this patch like helps people that can't play fighting games, uh, play oh, games and stuff like that. Boy. You know that kind of shit. Which I think is funny because no disrespect to them, but they came from BB Tag. That's a game that people say the exact same shit for. Like people are like, <laughs> BB Tag teaches people. It's, it's like pot calling the kettle black, right? Now I was like, "What the fuck we doing here? You play BB tag?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" So that was that was pretty that was pretty funny. But no, I even I even commented on. It. I was like, I, I liked and retweeted it because I thought it was funny. But um, yeah, a quick, a quick spat. Tweets are deleted. They no longer exist. I, I have the pictures on my phone though to look back nostalgic. Exactly. Sometimes you gotta look back nostalgically. But um, yeah, then uh, ended up making it in the top 24 at the end of the day. Uh, had some really good sets, you know. I tell you, every time I go to these events, it makes me thankful to be a South Florida gaming player. You know, the beef chance that you know you have that I'm sure some people have seen when I was playing up against Apotheosis powered me up. Fucking new gold Lewis thing, shouting at the top of your lungs like "Hey, hey, hey!" on Guard Crush funniest shit I've ever seen. Like, I, it, it's funny. Yes. It, it's funny as fuck. Yes. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there like, yeah, hey, let's say it, bro. I'm up there doing it. Hey. But, uh, yeah, I had some really good sets. The the final one, like, I played, um, uh, Apology Man washed me. I hate playing against Faust. I still, I'm still figuring out that matchup. But, um, yeah, even, even Apology Man, he did a VOD review video for all of his matches. Mm-hmm. And he gets to my match. I was like, oh, I can learn something. And he's like, Faust just kind of beats Gold Lewis. Like, you know, I was really happy. Like, and he's like, you know, Beefy Manatee, he's a pretty good player. He ended up making top 24. But, uh, yeah, Gold Lewis just entirely loses his matchup. I don't know what he was supposed to do. So, honestly, I felt, felt like I played pretty well because my defense was okay. But, like, I couldn't get anything going. So, it is what it is. I lost 3-0. And then I, I brought back loser's side playing a Jacko player. Uh... Who I can't remember the name. I apologize to that Jacko player. In a close set, 3-2. I was down 2-1. I had to bring it back. And then instantly right after, it was the last two matches of the night on stream. I had to play Apotheosis. Someone I've played on bracket before at like TNS. I think the only place I play him is TNS. So I, I know him. And I've I've lost to him in casuals. I've never lost to him in bracket. And they, they're, always, they're always close matches, but I've never lost to him in bracket. So I was like, I can do this. So I ended up going once again down 2-1. Bring it back 3-2. Uh, going to the next day. Had a fucking amazing set against Dave, four-face buttons. That set, man, every match went down to, like, the, the last few seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Hotashi called on stream, you know, on his stream. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, I lost to Kudo Gio in a 3-2 set, who's a uh, uh, happy cast player. And all I got to say is I think we both knowledge-checked each other. Literally, it's whoever won the first in neutral interaction. And it was like, oh, we have no idea how to block each other's characters. So it was a close set. I made one too many mistakes, though, so he took it, ending up in 13th. So that's the, that's the summary of CEO, you know, the, the spark notes. Yeah, you did. That was nice, yeah. You also had the hardest picture of you with your hands up. Like, cool yeah, bro. Yes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good-ass picture. I, I was surprised. I didn't have any. The coolest ones I've seen at CEO. Yeah, that was, that was right after. And everyone's in the background. Like, I don't know. That was a big pop-off. Getting in the top 24, because, like, getting sent to losers early after winners finals, you know, was a little – it was different routing than my last time at CEO. Right. But last time at CEO, I ended up in 17th place. So I was like, damn, the pressure's on. I just came from a 3-2 set. I did another 3-2 set to get in the top 24, but I did one place better. I got 17th last year, 13th this year, so uh, see you, Taku. Congratulations to me. I'm about to get ninth place. Bet.
<laughs> no, I'm going for top eight, but it appears I do one place better every time. Ah, it's definitely good to hear your CEO origin. But um, what got you into gaming originally? Got me into gaming, bro. I tell you, Halloween. there's a Oop, picture. Mike, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, because Danny Boy says he can't hear you. Oh, okay. You're sounding a bit quiet. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> there, Danny, the uh, resident. Uh, mm-hmm. Catch him tomorrow. I don't oh, yeah. know what time it is, but he's going to be on the podcast later. Yeah. But uh, now about me, the important person tonight. Uh, yeah, gaming. There is a picture of me with a, my brother. I'm, I have two older brothers, uh, so he's 10 years older than me. He's playing on the PS1. And I'm next to him with like an unplugged PS1 controller, like, like playing around with the games. Like a picture my mom took of me as like a dumb, awesome. as like a dumb fucking two year old that doesn't know that I'm not actually controlling anything. Uh, yeah, so I've just been pretty much playing gaming for you know for as long as I can remember. You know, my parents are not as nerdy as me and my two brothers, but they're still kind of nerds in their own. They don't want to admit it, but they are kind of nerds. So I come from that upbringing. It's in our genes. And then honestly, yeah, having a, a older brother that's like. 10 years older than me, like, introduced me to a bunch of, like, games that was, like, past my generation, I guess. So, I feel like I, I, I was fortunate enough in that respect that, like, I played a lot of, like, N64, PS1, like, everything from from there onward. A lot of straight bangers. Yeah, a lot of yeah. straight bangers. All, all the old consoles, other people, you know, I was like, oh, you were too young for your parents to buy you that, because we were still playing with, like, you know, Thomas the Train Engine at that, you know, yeah. age. But I was like, no, it's just watching, you know, my brother play, like, Metal Gear Solid or something at, like, a, a dumb child age where, you know, he snaps people's neck. <laughs> but yeah so i've been playing for god who knows now many years basically since i could walk i've had a controller in my hand okay so tell me um out of the consoles that you've owned which one would be your two favorite damn two favorite man that's gonna be hard to pick because i got <sighs> Damn, you know, PS2 has some bangers. Yes. PS2's got some bangers. I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite games of all time and what consoles they reside on. So, like, I don't know. I'm a a Sony guy like that, though. Like, Nintendo... Nintendo's a weird thing because Nintendo consoles I respect a lot. They're a lot of fun. Um, But because they have, you know, just Nintendo games, like, you know you're going to get on them. You know you know you're going to get good games, but you know it's going to be, like, a good Mario game, a good Legend of Zelda game. You know, some of the other consoles, you get some, like, diamonds in the rough that you may have not expected. You know Nintendo Switch is hilarious now. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to, like, the uh, eShop ever. There's the most, like, malware, and it's worse than Steam. Is it really? Yeah, there's, like, you know, Big Titty Anime Simulator 2022 on, like, the Nintendo Nintendo Switch eSport eShop. Someone link me that. I'm I'm trying to see something. It's too early. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Honestly, I have to say, I don't know if it's my top two, but underrated console is the PSP. Really? Yeah. PSPs are under... PSPs really good. I don't know how many people, like, talk about it anymore. I think, like... It sold well. Yeah. People like talked highly of it when it was around, but whoever goes back and be like, damn, I miss the good old days of the PSP. I do. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it had the funniest little discs that you'd put in the back. Like yes. what the fuck were those? <laughs> the like, UMPs. It was just so weird. I I had no idea. I was like, what the fuck is this contraption as a child? You know, I'm used to like the DS, like the Game Boy, these small little cartridges. Now I got this whole ass disc that I have to put in it. But no, there's some good ass games. You know, PSP introduced me to Monster Hunter, yep, godlike yep. franchise. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, Same with me. Trying to think about it, like Guilty Gear. My first Guilty Gear was on the PSP. 
I had two of them. I had uh, XX and Plus R. Both had uh, PSP ports. So uh, I, pl I played those two games as a as a young child on that. But yeah, like overall, it's a it's a good ass console. PSP was way ahead of its time. You talking about the big titty stimulator? Yeah, bro, big titty stimulator. Like I, I gotta say, for four dollars, like it was worth the buy. It's <laughs> honestly a steal, bro. <laughs> on your body, multiple viruses. <laughs> so dramatic. Noted, Danny. I I got my switch doesn't work no more, but honestly, you know, the 15 minutes of uh, fun I got from that game it was worth it. It was worth the 3.99. <laughs> I, I don't. I literally don't want my switch bricked up. <laughs> neither, do, neither do I. <laughs> that was out of pocket. You knew. That, that, that was a good one. I've seen <laughs> you know you call me off guard. Usually your puns are like. I'm pretty straightforward. That was a curveball. You know? Nine out of ten. Thank you. It's well done. Please clip that, AJ. Yes, put put the bricked up clip. I want to see it on the Twitter feed later. Oh god. The, the switch bricked up clip, bro. Alright, so with with um with you um getting into gaming and growing up with um gaming or whatnot, what would you what would be like your top three favorite genres of games? God damn, do I got fighting games? Is that crazy? What? Okay, Can't okay, believe I enjoy okay. them. Fighting games, of course, number <laughs> damn, one. So you know, what about I had to make two? it. Damn, I don't know. Like fighting games is this weird thing because I've been playing fighting games for a super long time. Like my first one was like Marvel vs. Capcom on the PlayStation One. Oh, okay. If you know anything about Marvel vs. Capcom, though, it's a tag fighter. Yeah. If you know anything about Marvel vs. Capcom 1 on the PlayStation port specifically, right. it is not a tag fighter. It didn't have like the storage space for it. No. So for the longest fucking time, I was like, oh, it's weird that Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is a 3v3 fighter to me. Yeah. Because Marvel vs. Capcom 1 was a 1v1 fighter with assists. Yeah. I was like, this is oh, this yeah. is pretty cool. And then like, I don't know, like it, my uh, childhood was shattered in like 2018 or something when I found out that uh, the arcade version was actually a good game. Oh. Yeah, yeah for Marvel's yeah. Capcom 1. It was. But yeah, other things like, you know, Third Strike. Like I mentioned, like I played fucking Guilty Gear on the PSP, like just, you know, casually in the arcades. And, like I bought, or like the, the arcade mode, I should say. But like, I don't know. I didn't play like fighting games competitively till probably like 2020, kind of the pandemic hit. Uh, 2018, I started watching like FGC tournaments and stuff like that. And right. then 2020 pandemic hit. Uh, I ended up meeting, he was on the podcast last week. I ended up meeting uh, El Cree Blue, mm -hmm. uh, my boy Leo. Uh, on our college esports Discord, we were, we were the only two people like interested in fighting games at the time. I was kind of getting into it, like Street Fighter, and I was playing Dragon Ball with another buddy of mine, mm -hmm. um, and kind of getting into that aspect. And he was at kind of the same time. So from there, we're like, yeah, we're let's just start a uh, online tournament series. <laughs> and that was our that's that was our introduction to FGC, where we were fucking toing shit and like commentating shit. We got no clue what's going on. We never done any of this. So uh, now it's still going strong. We still do tournaments, but yeah. So F F FGC, you know, fighting games course up there in the top three. I'm trying to think, like, I don't know how to describe other genres. You say, like, action adventure, but, like, yeah. that's kind of, like, obvious, you know? Like, every... I, I hate that genre. It's a... Every shit is action adventure. I have an adventure yeah. every time I play Guilty Gear Strive. I'm doing some action, <laughs> like... <laughs> bitch, like, when, uh... You're not when, wrong. When, yeah, Ramapo, not wrong. When, when Chip carries me up the up the corner, you know, I'm playing against Marvelli, does a wall clank combo, he's, ta he's taking me for a ride for sure, so that's a goddamn adventure, like... If you burst, forget it. You're in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what that means. But um, weirdly enough, I have to put like FPSs in my top three genres, even though I don't play many first-person shooters these days. Because right. uh, the only game I play now is Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, I got a lot of stuff in the backlog. But I played like 
Call of Duty, of course, like Garden mm-hmm. of Modern Warfare 2, Masterpiece. It was the first game I, I got to convince my parents to buy me and my uh, other older brother, who's like two years older than me, uh, M-Raid game. We are like, all our friends are playing Modern Warfare 2. We're the laughing stock of the elementary school, Mom. How could you let this happen? <laughs> Bro, I felt that when I was in middle school. I understand. Exactly. Yeah, my brother was in middle school. So I was like, how can you let this happen? Everyone else can play it. Like, like it's not the, that uh, bad. The blood, the blood looks like tomato juice. Like, our brains are developed. No, that's not real blood. Uh, like, I, I understand. So that was, that was pretty fun. I was surprised. Like, literally, so my, my parents, again, always consulted my older brother. Uh, my oldest brother, on what games me and the, the other one that's only slightly older than me could buy. He was like the consultant. And we got around that by while he was at school, it was a half day for us, it was a full day for him. I don't know what reason we convinced our mom to bring us to GameStop. And that's where we were able to convince her. She had no access to the older brother consultant to tell her that that's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so we were able to like finesse that. Nice. Yeah, so we were playing Modern Warfare 2, and I got to say, it still holds up as one of the best first-person shoes of all time. So you've yes. been to those lobbies. Yeah, you know, I'm, I am I have a, a mic, though. I That was one of the things I had to do, though. My parents were like, you got to mute everyone, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. So you like, and I did And no, I did, you know, because oh, I was like, oh, my game's going to get taken away. I'm playing this in the living room. If they, if they know I'm not mute, like, they're going to take this game away. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't have a mic. I'm not talking to these people. So it took me a, it took me a long time before I ever got, like, an actual mic because I just didn't realize that was something you needed. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, growing up, like, in my, you know, neck of the woods, like, having a turtle beach was scrub shit. Yeah. Yep. Like, having headphones and playing those games, like, you were a scrub because you had to listen to the footsteps. You couldn't just feel, <laughs> you couldn't feel yes. the flow of battle yes. inside your veins. You had to, like, listen to the footsteps around you. So, like, yeah, I was like, I'm not buying a headset. I'm not a scrub. So, it was like, it was like looked down upon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, like people thought it was it was bad <laughs> to wear a headset. Now I'm like, how the what the fuck were we thinking? You know, if I'm playing like Valorant or some shit, I'm like, no, I'm gonna wear my nice ass headset. Exactly. I bought this shit. You know, you kids that don't have it, you should get a job if you want to. Really, listen to the head, listen to the footsteps. But I don't know. Overwatch is a big game too. I played Overwatch is like my guilty gear strive of high school. Like it was the only game I played throughout most of high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like every single night, you know, hopping with the, the friends I had, uh, grinding that up. I ended up being like masters by the end of it. Oh, I am now like nice. probably silver. I suck at that game. I don't know what happened. It's my, I transferred those skills. Like I can't be good at two genres at once. The skills just transferred to another genre of game. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I got to say JRPG. <clears throat> Big JRPG fan. Ooh. Yes. Um, you know, of course, the Final Fantasies stick out, but there's so many diamonds in the rough, you know. I, I'm going to diamonds in the rough. Like, just non-Final Fantasy games, you know, that the, the casuals like. You got, your, you got your Chrono Triggers. I'm a big Fire Emblem fan. Like, I don't know. That's like a tactical RPG. But, like, tactical JRPGs, they're pretty much just good, you know. Fire Emblem, like, Sacred Stone is a good one for the GBA. Any of the GBA Fire Emblems. Agreed. Like, bangers. Never got it. I never got into the Fire Emblem series or whatnot. Even though I knew about them since the Nintendo GameCube era, that's when they were, like, starting to pop up. I was just so still into the PS2 because the PS2 had such a massive library of games. And I was just like, this game looks cool. I want to get into it, but I just never got into it. And then, of course... If um, you know, Fire Emblem also expanded into the DS line, the Game Boy Advance lines, and whatnot, and I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll ever get into this game because there's just so much, and I've heard so many good things about it from people that played the Fire Emblem series like religiously because like they'll tell you 
everything about Fire Emblem, the lore of each character, and just like how each of the games are different, like which one's bad, which one's really good. Okay, this is the one that you need to start if you really want to get into Fire Emblem. Yeah, I think the 3DS ones kind of fell off. Like Awakening's pretty good. I think that's what it's called, the one with like Chrom and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not, that sounds right. But then um, the one, the ones after that, where they had like the choose your own adventure kind of stuff. Like they they went too hard into the degeneracy of like the dating sim aspect, and it was they, they uh, forgot to put the tactical uh, RPG inside the game. So uh, those ones not as good, but uh, the rest of them are pretty much bangers. Three houses, I think, is. Honestly, lives up to the hype. Like people are like, "Damn, that game's overhyped." I was like, Three Houses came out. Like it did everything right." People, you know, it ripped off Persona in just the right amount of ways. And uh, like the tactical RPG aspect. Like my biggest issue with Three Houses, honestly, is like the units aren't weak enough. Right. You know, it gives you like less units in total. Like you don't build as much of an army because you pretty much have your army from the start. You can get like, you can recruit some people throughout the game, but like I think your total is usually around like twelve or thirteen characters at the end. Mm-hmm. While in every other Fire Emblem, by the like final level, you're like, oh damn, I got like thirty people in my army. So it's, it's a little bit different route, but uh, I don't mind the change in pace. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty good. But like other JRPGs, uh, I still need to finish the uh, Trails of Cold Steel series. Or any of the trail series, um, they're, I've only gone through the first one, but it's really good. It's a cool series. Uh, there's four of them out now. I think they're all released in America. It took a while for them to, to make their way over. But yeah, JRPG is pretty good, even though I got way too many of them in my backlog. <laughs> like, I, I have so many games in my backlog. Like, literally after CEO Taku, I may just take like a month break from like religiously grinding Strive to see if I can uh, finally beat Elden Ring or something. And there's, that there's, game's going to take you a minute. Bro, like I got... I don't even know like how far I got through. I just got out of um, the magic area. Oh. But I beat, I beat R- Radan. Okay. Oh. And I beat Radan before he got nerfed. Oh. So okay. I was pretty proud of that because, you know, some other people that are less skilled at video games than me had to wait for From Software to give them the little baby patch, but yeah. not this guy right here. Didn't they bring it back or they just kept No it? idea. I have not paid nah, attention. He's, he's nerfed. And now the thing that people do in Elden Ring when they go up against Radon is they fight him close to the water. Once his health gets um, like um, to half and he, you know, jumps up in the air and comes down as a meteor, he usually will fall, like, into the water area, like, into That's the lake, and then it'll kill him. That's so cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I mean, do what you can with what you have. Exactly, yeah. bro. But it's just, but it, it's holding back punches, you know? Yeah, but it's like... It's it's a it's a well worth fight because you want to fight them up close and if you're if you're that ballsy then you'll just be like you know what I'm not gonna use my I'm not gonna you know run around with my horse or whatnot trying to fight them or whatnot or even summon um you know the um the other NPC characters I'm gonna just fight them on ground just straight up and be like let's go nah call me guts because I fought him on a horse with a great sword nice <laughs> I'm, I'm playing this like the the golden arc of uh, berserk I gotta continue Elden Ring I am slacking so behind <laughs> bro it's like I tell you that game is so fucking good for me just not being able to play like Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time so Bloodborne's I'm big, I'm big from software Bloodborne is goaded Bloodborne is so fucking good it's the it, it's still better than Elden Ring like I just gotta say the combat system in that game like just peak that, that yeah. peak combat design and, you know, it has, like, 16 weapons or something, but all of them are super unique instead of having, like, 37 of the same short sword, which is one of my biggest issues, like, the Dark Souls as a whole. I get, you know, it's, like, fantasy, so they wanted to put, you know, the fucking dagger of frozen behinds or some shit. Yeah. But, yeah, like, 
that's good and then so that's iron metal for like that's not really a genre it's a sub genre but right. like from software games in general uh you know give, give it all from software games big fan of armor core too why not yeah i hope they bring armor core back no nah, and this is there's no money in armor core sadly damn damn it's like people don't care about mechas anymore damn <laughs> but and nah, it'd be cool i wanted to bring back the uh game where you play as the president of the united states have you seen that no you know, not. i think i've heard of something like that a while back i have no idea what it's called you can buy it on the ps4 shop Donkey made a video of it if you want to see all the funny lines. But uh, yeah, you play as the pre it's a mecha game. You play as the president of the United States, and it's all about fucking America. Metal Wolf Chaos, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, Danny. you, Danny Boy. Of course, it's Danny Boy that knows this shit. <laughs> Danny Boy's a gamer. Yeah, Danny, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Metal Wolf Chaos, like you said, that game is. I don't know if it like plays well. Never play it before, cause. Uh, but the lines is what makes the day. Like he's like, I did this shit for America, and like it's just all patriotism. Like funny little, the the way Jap Japan sees American patriotism. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, I love that. Yeah. I love that. that genre. Yeah, it's like the favorite archetype. It's uh, I I love you know how Japan views America in some ways. Every time I see you know the fat ass guy appear in the anime that like speaks English and like has a burger and fries as mouth every time he's wearing the hawaiian shirt like that's my favorite guy you just, you just described bob from tekken yes <laughs> that's, that's the way japan views us and that's why I, I try to you know live up to i need more hawaiian shirts in my wardrobe but I, if i ever travel to japan i'm gonna dress like that guy every single every single day of the week and they'll point up at me like damn that, that's it i'm gonna look at walkers for this just because like, the game is mid play it for the cutscene exactly the cutscene is what's make it just watch like i'm sure they got like youtube video like say, save yourself you know however long it is five hours and just watch the donkey video it's fucking hilarious <laughs> um and then my other i'd say subgenre that i got shout out there for uh archetypes gotta be uh melgar solid like i don't know if i like stealth games so much but melgar solid like his spot all those games melgar solid 3 is the best one yes it is by far the best one, but uh, can't go wrong with that. They're, they're so fucking good. I'm so sad that Konami is shit. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, Kojima just makes like I don't know. Uh, was copper or a spiritual uh, successor? <laughs> yeah, like like copper, you know, wheel, uh, liquid. I don't know. I don't know what the opposite of Metal Gear Solid is, but hopefully, it makes some kind of spiritual successor. Cause uh, Death Stranding isn't it. I'm a big Konami fan or a Kojima fan, but uh, Death Stranding scene is like the most boring shit of all time. There's like eight hours of cutscenes or something. It's wild. Lord. Which I mean, Metal Gear is Metal Gear Solid Four also has a terrible amount of cutscenes. Literally, yeah. Before you play, like I think there's five chapters in the game, and there's like a hour cutscene before every single chapter. Like the first time I played through, it was like fucking Sunny is like making some eggs for like 15 minutes. I skipped yes. through it. Like, I was like, I don't know, is this important? I don't know. So I went back and eventually like watched through all those, but it was like, damn, there's a lot of cutscenes in this game. Yeah, you gotta torture yourself through that. Just get some popcorn you're good. Metal Gear Solid 4, I'm sad. Like I need to boot up my PS3. Like I'm sad like the only place you can play Metal Gear Solid 4 is it's the PS3 really. Yeah. I forgot it, you I, I wish I wish they poured or like just like put it in the shop for like PS4. I would buy that shit like right up because it's such a good game. I, I think a lot of people would, especially yeah. for that type of niche. Metal Gear Solid Five, it's all right. I yeah. thought as far as like Metal Gear Solid games, I thought it was a good game. I'm not. I'm a big like I, I don't know if this is a topic, but like as far as like hot takes, open worlds the shittiest game design. People people make open world games just so they don't have to like make anything fun inside their game. Yeah. Biggest Skyrim hater. Like Ooh. Bro, Skyrim, the shittiest game. I don't know how they've been reselling this shit for like twelve years. Like if it's Skyrim, like GTA. <laughs> it, bro, if Skyrim only ever released on the console, 
everyone would hate it just as much as I hate it because they have mods. <laughs> mods make the game fun, but yeah. mods make any game fun. Like yeah. if Guilty Gear Strive was a bad game, I still have fun in it because I could play as fucking Phoenix Wright swinging around the uh, girl Mai with a Gold Lewis mod. Oh yeah. Because mods just make shit fun. Yeah. But it does. Uh, no, Skyrim is a completely ass game. If you enjoy it, you simply have no taste in video games. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's uh, I don't make Damn. rules. Wow. Damn, I got no taste in games, and I it's love Skyrim. Like, <laughs> bro, it has no story. And the combat? You can't say it's a combat system. You hold down R1 and you go, there's no technique to it. You just, I have more health than this guy or he has more health than me. I put my, I put my skill points into two-handed weapon enough. Man, I can't, the fact that people still make shitty combat systems like Skyrim, <laughs> you should get your game license degree revoked. Damn. That is based. Wow. Damn. Bro, that's, honestly, that's my biggest gripe with the game. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine game until you realize that it's really boring to, like, do the, the actual thing you're supposed to do, which is, like, fight dragons. Like, who likes fighting dragons in that game? That's, like, its big calling point. You like shooting but, arrows at a dragon for, like, ten minutes? Yes. As it comes down to the ground, you're like, oh, look at it go around and fly in the air. I like, I, for me, it's just, I like the grinding aspect of it to get more powerful and to the point where just like, you're literally a god and nothing can k ever kill you or whatnot because you have so many spells, you don't have to, there's a point in the game where I don't even have to have like weapons, like a shield and a sword or whatnot because I've become so powerful to the point where I can summon my own sword, I can create like a force field barrier or whatnot, I can slow down time, I can call up the dead yeah who's Rhoda? i'm also really dumb so any of the things that could have depth in that game are very not well explained like i have no idea how alchemy works in that game should i ever pick up this 12th spider eye to put it in a potion <laughs> no idea but like even if i could i have no idea how to do it but i would say that if anyone is ever going to pick up skyrim just pick it up on pc yeah and and, 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 and just load it up with mods and whatnot and you will have a fantastic time it's chaotic also there's other things that i have pet peeve man this is a skyrim hate podcast now because <laughs> i have so many things i can't about please it forgive us bro for go it. off if i'm playing a two-handed warrior character like that's how i like to play i'm a i'm a big guy i like my great sword i don't right. use any bitch-ass magic or you know, archery <laughs> same no same exactly i, I, I totally dance. agree with you but uh, why the fuck can I enter the scholar place, like the scholar of magic, and become the, the magic lord of all time? All I have to know is a heal spell and a fire spell. And they're like, yeah, you pass. And then I go around all the quests and killing everything with a sword. And they're like, you're now the great mage of all time. Your name shall go down in history. Is, isn't that like a manga? What's it called? Uh, magic muscle? Oh, yeah. Diablo showed that to me. Yeah. But like that manga is funny. And Skyrim makes me sad because no one actually <laughs> makes a correlation to the fact that this guy, I don't think uh, the grand scholar scholar actually knows how to use magic he's just all muscle <laughs> exactly and like i walk around in my viking gear and i'm like yes i do like reading books too fellow student i was like what the <laughs> fuck is this why can't i join this place i don't know i think more more games especially open world games it would be more interesting if they gate kept more stuff for replayability like in skyrim it's like it's like i guess sandboxing knows the term used for it right but it's like an amusement park or something you just go down and do the thing but i feel like it has no value to it like when i spec into my character no matter how i spec there's no consequence to it so like it doesn't mm. matter if i'm a two-armed guy i can still go to the thieving quest and slaughter my way through that and they're like you're the greatest thief of all time i'm like bitch i don't even know how to lock pick you, you steal souls exactly <laughs> like i don't know it just it doesn't make any sense to me Okay, I, I, I can give Beefy a fair point on that one I because, I, I yeah, there's like once you like respect your character, there's like no consequence because 
you can just go into any other like build like one hand two hand um necromancy uh what was the other one smithing and um a whole bunch of other stuff and it's just like you can respect it, but there's like no consequence unless you want to consider the fact that even if you were respected that's like okay now i have to you know rebuild it back up but i'm gonna have to you know sacrifice another thing you're you're still powerful as fuck in that game yeah i will say though skyrim for its time it was good yeah it's just the fact that people still tally as like the greatest game of all time ever yeah. made that I have an issue. And the fact that they made it like 12 times, I'm like, this is the most dated game design. Like, it's okay for a game to be good <laughs> for its time and now be ass. Yeah. That's what Skyrim is. It just, it didn't age like fine wine. It was okay. Yeah. We didn't, like, action combat was just kind of coming around. Like, action combat in an RPG setting, it wasn't around. Now that we got fucking Dark Souls, though, like, there's no way you can make a, convince me that a game system without a dodge mechanic, so I just have to face tank everything no matter what. Yeah. Or let Lydia face tank for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, and people still buy it. Like, Hell, my brother bought it on the Switch, so I have it inside my own house. Like, I'm Why? Like, so what, you have a Master Sword instead of a regular sword? Yeah, didn't they port that? It's actually, you know, I think they you know, I changed my opinion. The fact that you have a Master Sword in the Switch version, it should have gone re-release. I'm now the biggest Skyrim fan. That's, that's <laughs> I had to break that up? Yeah, so, you know, the Master Sword, that's what got me. The Master Sword in Skyrim. You know, I'm going to get my Switch home. When I come home, I'm going to get my Switch out and play with the Master Sword. I'm going to be like, damn. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's broken. Oh, man. Friendly reminders. <laughs> All right. Our next topic is um, what got you into the FGC? I think we've um, we yeah, touched on it. Yeah, covered that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I was... I was a college, I was a young college student yeah. over at Florida Atlantic University, located at Boca Raton, and uh, oh, uh, I ended up joining their uh, esports club. I saw the thing, I was like, I play video games occasionally. I ended up joining them um, after, uh, this kind of bigger thing, like, I ended up, uh, I'm a big martial arts guy. Mm -hmm. I've been practicing since I was literally like seven years old. Play jiu-jitsu, wrestling, oh. Muay Thai, a bunch of different stuff. I, I enjoy it. It's hella fun i like fighting stuff so clearly so uh one time though i was training for a competition and i ended up uh, taking down my uh, training partner it was just practice and when it was like double leg takedown they you know you just like you shoot your body completely lower below the person you go straight in you grab both their legs and you just throw them to the ground like think mardok from Tekken, like yeah. if you do that, Tekken yep. 7, and like his, his tackle attack, that's a double leg takedown. And uh, so I'm going for the double leg, and up, the dude's, he's, he's a lot smaller than me, most people are. Um, so I sweep his legs up, and whenever I landed, I just popped my shoulder out in the weirdest place, and uh, yeah, I needed to get surgery. That took like two years to recover. Oof. It was like super bad. The, I went to the surgeon. They're like, I don't know what the fuck he did, but you messed up your shoulder in like the worst way I've ever seen. Like, so, uh, yeah, so I was in a sling for a bit, and, like, at the time, like, I wasn't playing video games as much, because, you know, I was a college student, I was doing uh, competitive jiu-jitsu, I traveled to, to compete in that, stuff like that. Um, so I was like, I got a lot more free time now. Yeah. I, I entered it, like, right before summer classes, so I ended up dropping out of my summer classes, because I had one arm and was in a lot of pain. Uh, so I played through basically all the Fire Emblem games, so that's what oh, got wow. my love for Fire Emblem. I gotcha. downloaded on my... Because, like, I play with one hand, so it made sense. So I ended up downloading it. And the other thing I spent my time doing was watching the FGC and compete competitions and different esports stuff. So I ended up watching, like, all the Evos pretty much. Like, every single fighting game. I, I went from everywhere. Uh, again, I've been playing fighting games, like, a lot as a child. Like, Blaze Blue, big game. Like, I, I fucking love Blaze Blue growing Same. up. 
it was so good, but like I was asset, you know. I played Ragnar in that game at the time. Like I understand the fact that there's you know a big competitive scene for these games. That's what I uh, delved into there, you know, watching. Uh, I think it's uh, Galileo versus Dogra, one of the best sets of all time. Mainly because Azrael is a fucking sick ass character. Yeah. Azrael kicks your shit through from like coast to coast. It's cool every time. So uh, after that, you know, I, I was still recovering from the injury. I couldn't train in martial <laughs> arts. So I was like, what's the next best thing? I like video games. I like fighting stuff. Why well, don't I like, you know, try to like actually competitively play fighting games? Right. So uh, yeah, I went from there. I joined the esports club. Ended up uh, meeting Leo online. And then uh, now we're good friends to this day. We started up our own, became a TO. Uh, so I learned the TO events from uh, doing it online. Ended up getting a job TOing at my own school, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, so doing it in person for fucking Smash tournaments. That's that's the main way. Like literally TOing at the the FAU tournaments. That's the way I know I met a lot of people in the Smash community that go to that school. And then um, from there, yeah, I, I was ass at fighting games. I was ass at when Guilty Gear Strive came out too. But I was trying to get into Dragon Ball Fighters and Street Fighter. Neither of those like clicked at me being like good at them. Like the highest I ever hit in Street Fighter Five, I was learning it was like gold, which isn't that good. Um, and then uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, I hit like the god rank, but the rank system in that game is like wild. And I didn't compete like going to any locals because there were no locals. But yeah. Guilty Gear Strive came out like the perfect time. Yeah. I love Guilty Gear because, again, back to, you know, we're, we're bringing it all back to earlier in the podcast. If you just tuned in, this yes. one makes sense. I played uh, Guilty Gear XX on the, and uh, Plus R on the uh, PSP versions. Uh, and I, so I was like, I love Guilty Gear. I'm trying to get into competitive fighting games. It's going to be easier for me to get into the fighting game now that it's just coming out. Like, I'm going to be at, like, not the same level. Obviously, you know, the people are really good at fighting games. We're going to be really good going into this game. Like, I understood that. But everyone's learning the shit at the same time. So, like, I, I'm not, like, super far behind going into it. So, yeah, I picked it up. Um, I, before they came out, I picked up Plus R and Rev 2 on the PC. Oh, played that yeah. with my friends to try to get, like, ready. So I was playing those back in January. Uh, I fell in love with uh bro there were not during the pandemic there were not dbfz locals like i said i'm looking at the twitch chat so i can call out shit there was, there was not a dbfz local we in like, <laughs> I was waiting. like mid pandemic bro like they but i went to one i actually went to a flins my first uh and second flins was a dbfz and a uh sf5 local it was like kind of right before i think it was like june like before guilty gear came out yeah or like march or something like that. yeah we were running on um, db um dbfz and uh street fighter 5 yeah, oh, yeah so i, I ended up entering both of those i uh, top eight both of them i think there was less than eight players in both of them but i didn't go yeah. two was the biggest important part. So, you know, I was not the worst person there. <laughs> you take those. Exactly. I honestly did well at my first S. That was, like, my first, like, SF5 local. I was surprised. I got, like, fourth or something. I, I was cooking with Zangief. Um, I do have one question, though, and yeah. this is coming from um, because um, someone wanted me to ask oh, you this. Oh, fucking Balboa? Yeah. I see you looking at Twitter. Bitch, when did I enter the, when did I enter the smash scene? I, I saw that. I was like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> coming back? When, when was I a part of it? <laughs> Man, I I tell you, I will never get tired of making fun of Smash players. <laughs> you, guys, you guys never change. I, I will never change as well. It never gets old. Because <laughs> I tell you, you know, the whole thing started all the way back when Joy... I, I got into, a, like, a, a Twitter beef, you know. I, we were both having fun, which was pretty funny. Cause some other people ended up taking it a little too seriously, <laughs> which was the best part, because I knew he wasn't taking it seriously, and he knew I wasn't taking it seriously, which I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. But um, he called me out for my Smash placement, and I was like, bro, I don't play this game. I came literally at a friend who goes to um, 
UCF up in Orlando mm-hmm. who who likes Smash. So he came down. I was like, yo, and he. I was, he also likes Guilty Gear, so we, we play that together. But um, he, he had to go up one Sunday, so he couldn't stay for the Sunday thing. But he's like, I want to check out Flynn's. So I was like, sure, you like Smash? Let's go to the Smash local. And I ended up going on two, and I know that was the worst decision of my life. I thought I was going to come help, you know, support, you know, the local. Right. The, the local scene that I appreciate. And they're all like, look at this bitch, you know, online. This guy <laughs> went over to a Smash local. I was like, what? All I'm saying is I beat DJK, DGK, I, I beat David in uh, casuals one time, so he, y'all ain't ready for my Kazuya smoke. If I, if I learned the actual combo, I would wash 90% of y'all because that character has no counterplay from my understanding. <laughs> no, because a lot of people don't know what the hell to do against Kazuya. Yeah, it's so funny. I, and, I Kazuya you, has so, and Kazuya has so much moves, it's just like... People just do, like, the basic ones, but they don't know all of the other moves that he has in his arsenal, like the Electric God Wind Fist. Not a lot of people know how to do it. Some do. Not all can. And then, of course, um, the Hell Sweep. A lot of people don't know how to oh, do that yeah. as well. Because there's, like, so many moves that Kazuya has in his arsenal. It's just that people don't know how to react to it. It's like, if you fight Kazuya on a flat stage like Final Destination, it's, it's, it's yeah. in his favor. So you have to fight him on a platform stage. Bro, I'm, su- I'm such a big Omnilax fan. I know, I know yeah. he's, he's, one of, he's one of my FAU homies, but every time he plays, big fan. Uh, yeah. Electric wind got fist in a smash on a, on a game controller. I'll give you five bucks. Bro, I tell you, like, I think <laughs> Smashbox is the way to go. If I ever, I man, one of these days, that's another thing. If I ever got an absorbing amount of time, like, I hit it big, you know? Like, I don't know. I had, like, some random, like, great-grandfather I never met that died and gave me all his earnings over right. the years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would probably buy a Smash Box and learn Smash just to make fun of Smash players. Box, if, <laughs> if I had enough time, it would, be, it would be funny. I'd I, I want to beat Smash players and be like, I don't even play this game. Hitbox, if you're watching this, please sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I thought that was really funny. Maybe I will come back one day. Every once in a while, you know, Dave will hit me up or uh, Joy-Con will hit. Uh, I don't know, it's Joy-Con less. They'll be like, yo, come to a Smash logo. I was like, why? You guys just want to beat my ass. They just want to, they just want to group up on me. They just, I, exactly. I, you know, I'm going to just stay to Twitter where they can't jump me. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not and, then, and then when we tell them, hey, just come to Strive and, you know. Yo, I got this, this is my public call out. Make sure this makes it in the Twitter clip. I'm, I'm telling you guys, make sure this makes it. We Joy-Con, you said you had come the week after CEO to a Strive local, and I haven't seen you here. I know you're scared. He's going to rig the bracket so we play each other. <laughs> <laughs> got to understand. Yeah, I gotta test it. He has to test out his testament. <laughs> I heard about this too. <laughs> yeah, it's testament. That's what he says he's rocking, which uh, I, I respect it. We don't have we we have uh, Aaron, young coroner, plays testament. There's and like three people. Three people? I thought I think it's just Aaron. Like I don't know oh, any other SFL I know players. Herbs play. is actually considering it. Herbs considers everything. He's that's sticking true. the Jacko. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he's, he's the he's the Jacko equivalent of me. He's like I'm considering this other character. You bitch, I'm coming back to Gold Lewis every time. You know it. I know he, it. You he know it. We're just yeah. both in denial. Right. We're, just, right. we're just both in denial. All right. Um, yeah, I, I remember season one. You were like bouncing around between Happy Chaos and Leo. And then when season two came, it was like, okay, fuck those. I'm sticking exactly. to Gold Lewis. Now my character's <laughs> good. You went well, straight. I, I was playing Happy Chaos back, um, so when Romala kind of found out the cheap shit with Happy Chaos, mm-hmm. I was like, this character is really strong, this character clearly has zero counterplay, 
if I can do this, it will cover Gold Lewis's weak matchup. So whenever I played Happy Chaos, it was always with the intention of to cover Gold Lewis's weak matchup. So I felt mm -hmm. like Happy Chaos was a zoner. Like Happy Chaos last patch played really well in the Axel, played really well in the Fouls, really well in the Jacko. You know, any of the matchups that I didn't want to play Gold Lewis into, I just, uh, Happy Chaos execution last patch was hard. This patch, uh, they took that away. They uh, said, we don't want him to be hard. Now he's uh, brain dead because he's just a slump mix. Um, but yeah, that's the last patch. Uh, then I went to Leo for a bit. I was like, you know, I want to pick a top tier. I'm tired of playing, you know, mid tier, low tier. I was like, I might as well just pick a top tier. I was like, Leo White Fang, I felt like, you know, if, if Gold Lewis wasn't in the game, I'd probably be a Leo player. Like, you know, Unga Bunga, you know, DP crazy. I was like, I could do this shit. Yeah. But uh, no, season two came out. I had the grapes. I think you could solo main, like, even last patch. I think, even though I would switch between, like, some of the characters, I was always, like, a Gold Lewis believer. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, I always told people, like, I think Darkrai last patch was top five NA. Uh, yeah. Maybe top five of the world. I think this patch, there's no question about it. Like, Darkrai clearly showed last patch, though, that you can make Gold Lewis work. Because he was doing it from the inception of Gold Lewis. He was winning, you know, we had NLBC back then, which is probably right. the biggest online tournament. He was winning those. Like, he had, like, noble wins over, like, fucking Solstice, which uh, last patch, the Gold Lewis Ram matchup was really tough. So, Solstice, really yeah, Solstice is a really strong player, obviously. So, uh, being able to beat him is no small feat. No, no it's not. It's, it's uh, not. But, yeah, this patch, he's still, he's still cooking. So, it was always, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, if Darkrai could do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it's, not, it's not the character. It's me. But sometimes, like, there's a, there's a thing about, like, fighting games where, like, the character has to mesh with you. And sometimes, it's like, damn, like, does Gold Lewis cause me to make bad decisions? Does he mesh well with me? Maybe I should try, you know, some other stuff. And I just, like, play a lot of characters. Like, I think it's fun to learn about the characters. And one of the things, like, that helps me in fighting games is, like, picking up characters that I don't understand how to be at a base level. Because then someone will kick my ass, and I'll say, all right, what'd they do to kick my ass? And I can kind of reverse engineer it, you know? Like, I still am not the greatest into the Leo matchup, but I understand what to do against Leo a lot better because it took two weeks to learn, like, the basics of him. Like, just, yeah. like, the baseline stuff. Like, I, I can learn how to do the baseline stuff and then watch high-level play, and between those two things, I can formulate uh, a game plan. Um, yeah, so that, that's the... I don't even know what we were talking about, but uh, <laughs> so it was a funny, it's a funny tangent, so... No, no, it's good. We were, just, yeah, we're talking about two, fighting Season 2 is cooking, though. Yeah. We're from Smashbox... Yeah, we were, oh yeah, it was fucking Balboa. It's yeah, I was like, testament. I just thought it was funny. Like, maybe, like, again, I, I think, you know, the, the mask comes off. I think we have a pretty cool SFL Smash community, which I'm thankful for. Because some of these other communities are fucking terrible. Are they really? Oh, my God. Like, I see Twitter, and, like, they make me, like, just sad for humanity, bro. Yeah. These children. I'm glad I don't encounter there, There's a few people in the Smash community, but it's, like, so big. I think it's the funniest thing, though. This is my biggest thing. Like, I don't know, like, the Smash communities seem to keep everything on Twitter. Man, I don't know why. Like, there's some beefs going on where, like, I know you guys are both at the same venue, and you just talk shit about this guy on Twitter. The other guy opens up his Twitter because he's scrolling through it waiting for his next match, and he sees it, and I'm like, damn. Like, I would go up and, be, like, make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, you going to Twitter? Like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just want to see more in-person beefs is all I'm saying from oh, the Smash honestly. community. It's more yeah. entertaining. Who, who won at uh, Firefest? Joy-Con or DGK? DGK. I called it. Bro, Joy-Con? It, 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 was it was a game five. It was a real close set. Is that the third time he's lost? Yes. Yes. Bro, I beat David, and you can't? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's 
I should have placed money on that. No. I should have placed money on this. I guessed actually. I didn't even know who won it. <laughs> but it was a real close set because there was a point He's where Terry now. First off, right? Was he playing Terry there? Or was he playing Lil Mac? Um, no, Joy-Con was not using Little Mac at all. I what? think he was, yeah, he was using, I believe, yeah, I Joker and, I think it was Joker and, um, Joker and Sora. Oh, damn. So, and Joy-Con was cooking. He was doing really, really good. So, I can't fault him for that. It was like, it was like last talk, last hit, and oh. DGK got the last hit. Okay, so it was a good fight. Yeah, it was, it was a really good fight. It wasn't like how in, back in Fire Fest Season 3, it was a complete 3-0 wash. No, it was, in, it was a game five, last talk, last hit. They were both at 100, and it was just like, who's going to get the last hit? And DJK ended up getting the last hit. It was close because I literally thought Joy-Con was going get, to get it. I literally thought it because, when, you know, when you get the hit in Smash and then you, and you see the, you know, the animation and the background changes and whatnot? Yeah. That's when I thought Joy-Con got it, and then DJK recovered, and then DJK on the platform, Joy-Con trying to come back, and then DJK hit him with, um, with uh, neutral air, and that was it. Ouch. Yeah. It was close. There's always Firefest Season 4. Don't worry, uh, Joy-Con. I believe in you. <laughs> Danny Boy says, yo, Beefy versus Joy-Con, $500 next foods. You know <laughs> what? You know, I, would, I would do that. <laughs> I, I would do that if it was like we had to play a set in Smash, a set in Guilty Gear, and then we picked like 100, not even fighting games, but like competitive games to just like Russian roulette and whatever one lands on for the tiebreaker. Because I think he, he, he would smash out with Guilty Gear. Like, how much is obvious? Yeah. But... Just take out, like, you know, whatever. You put, like, fucking, you know, what is it, one, two, switch? You put those games on. You put, like, regular-ass rock, paper, scissors. You put some, like, random fighting games, you know, put, like, uh, put Rivals of Aether, put some of the other anime fighters on it, and then, I don't know, some wild-ass shit, like Gundam Max Boost. Uh, what? Uh, Dark, Dark Souls 3 competitive. Dark <laughs> we, we, Souls 3 competitive? Yeah, we, Edit. we built the PS4. Like, just the randomest shit. Like, I don't know what, whatever competitive games you would have. But, like, yeah, like, Mystery Roulette for the final game. Because uh, I would do that for five times. Because that sounds hilarious as fuck. And it sounds fair as well. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I would get Washington Smash. I'm not, you know... Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cap. I may have been DGK and casuals, but uh, the, the only time I've, <laughs> the only time I played Joy-Con was that day I came to play uh, with my buddy, and I was playing Little Mac at the time because people told me Little Mac was easy, which he is. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I just need to do down tilt into side B. So that was my game plan. And then round one's Joy-Con. He taunts. So like, because it's a Little Mac ditto. So I taunt back, and then he hits me while I'm taunting. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> what an asshole. Am I right? Like. <laughs> Rude. Oh my god, I can't believe it. The Kung Fu Master Jackie Chan for the time. Exactly, some random ass shit like that. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. I gotta look this up. Yeah, it's an actual <laughs> thing. Shaq Fu? Anyone, oh, yeah. anyone a big Shaq Fu fan? Yes. Be best fighting game of uh, our generation. But yeah, yeah I don't know. What, coming back? I, I don't know what that means. Coming, coming back to the Smash community. May I enter the Smash community? I I've, have come by in passing. Yeah. But it is simply. Oh my god, you know, like, game. You know, like when like the science the scientist goes out to study the animals in the rainforest, yeah, in yeah. their natural habitat. <laughs> yeah, that's me at a Smash local. You know, I got the binoculars <laughs> out, writing down notes. Hold on, that, that is all of us. That is all of us at a Smash tournament. Like, so the funny thing is that they make it easy. They, they make do. it too easy. And here we have a wild Joy-Con, and you hear a, ah ah. <laughs> 
It's like, so this is what they're like in their natural habitat, huh? Bro, watching CEO is the funniest thing, because you see these, you see some of them, and there's the Smash players with the Burger King hats. Bro! Oh. That, that's oh Central Florida. Yoni versus, I think I think it's how you pronounce his name, the Steve player, Yoni versus Dominator. Yeah, that was... turning around, sticking his middle fingers up, funny as shit. Oh my god, I tell you, I don't know what's in the water of CFL, but their Smash community is absolutely insane. Like, yeah. bat shit. Like, I'm, I'm here for that energy, though, you know? Like... It is so... I heard some. I heard some things like it's a weird. There's a fine line with that energy. If you start talking like actual shit about the person, and be like, you know, this is what, like, you know, this is why your wife left you, kind of shit. Like, that's not okay. But uh, you know, that, that's a funny example. There's some like other like you know personal shit you could say that's like not okay. But if you want to chant in the crowd and be fucking loud and annoying and obnoxious, that shit's hilarious. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. As long, as long as you don't get like too personal and step over like too many bounds, like even like uh, at SF5, like the big the the biggest character in SF5 right now that everyone hates is Luke. Oh, yeah. Character is like super overpowered. Um, so at Combo Breaker, when uh, what was his name? Chris, Chris C C H. Danny's in the chat. He can correct me. Picked Luke. <laughs> there was chance of you need Luke, which is funny as fuck. Damn. Really? Yeah, but That's it's cold. you know, I'm, I, like that kind of energy. I'm here for you know that that kind of stuff. But like I don't know. Uh, I've heard they apparently they get a little bit too wild, but the people that go to Smash locals and like CFL apparently and always come back with bad experiences, they're like, I can't hear my own thoughts. They're too loud in the background. I'm like, man, bring some headphones next time. Right, yeah. You knew what you're getting yeah. into. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So our next topic. So what are your thoughts on the current generation of gaming? Well, you know my thoughts on Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's some, like, uh, good uh, good games coming out recently. I want to try Stray. It's supposed to be really short. Oh. So uh, the game as, the, as a the big... Cat, the, the big cat, the cat simulator, like a, everyone's a, talking yeah. about. As a big cat fan, I think it's hilarious how much in SFL, like, most people are cat people. Yeah. That's, that's true. I've yeah. been, like, the only this. cat person in my entire life till I joined the SFL FGC. And now, like, everyone's like, I love cats. I'm like, me too. I'm, like, the one of the only few dog people. It's the funniest thing. Like, I like dogs, too. They're pretty chill. I'm just, like, you know, I resonate with cats more. So, yeah, Stray looks really fun. Like, there's just some cool games coming out. I think we got past the schlop. We were in, we were in a long time of a lot of schlop coming out every year. Mm -hmm. Fucking Assassin's Creed released for this uh, whole time. Every year? The like, remasters. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Assassin's Creed was cool until Ezio went away. Yeah. And then I thought Assassin's Creed 3 was kind of mid. Other people enjoyed it. I, I thought it was kind of mid. I heard Black Flag was good, but it lost me in 3. That's understandable. I was excited for Assassin's Creed 3, too. I was like, this sounds cool. I thought Assassin's Creed in, like, a more modern era sounds cool. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was too, like, so this goes into, like, my biggest issue. I think there's an issue with things being too open world. People want to figure out, like, how to make the biggest open world. And I think we started moving away from that. Because I don't yeah. know. I, I think, I, think a, I enjoy at least sitting down and playing a more specific experience than going around in a sandbox where there's no value to it. And, like, yeah. value yeah. can be measured differently. But it's, like, my issue with Skyrim all kind of comes from that. Like, you can, like, you, you, you're, like, an ex you're not, like, an explorer. You're like a guy that watches in, but like he, he's looking through a glass outside the world. He's not part of the world. Yeah. I think that's a big issue with a lot of open worlds where you kind of just like go around and do the randomest shit, like the most benign shit. Like my issue with Mugger Solid 5. I was like, I like the calculated level design over this, you know, do whatever you want approach. I'm like, you can do both if you want to have like an open world design, but like 
if it gets too big, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to sit full screen and shoot him with a sniper rifle. Like, why do I need to go yeah. up close? That makes more sense. There's a, there's a nice hill over there, perched up. So I, don't know. I think there's an issue for a while with, like, too much flexibility. But then again, as someone that hates open worlds, Elden Ring somehow managed to do it right. I don't know. They like every like nook and cranny. There's something to explore, and you get something cool out of it. Like the dopamine hits. Uh, like I don't know. It's just I don't. Know. Man, the horse shitting is funny. Danny, the horse, the horse shitting I will say is funny. But like I don't know. Elden Ring like did something cool with the open world that I enjoy because like each like area feels unique. It doesn't all kind of blend together. There's really specific stuff to do. So like I know where to go. Like I know like on the, I'm gonna get all the map and I have a obvious quest because. It's kind of like the opposite thing, though, honestly. It's like it doesn't direct – it doesn't hold your hand. I think yeah. it's something it does really well. Yeah. Like, like, just, well I that's, that's, that's what I loved about Elden Ring. It was yeah. like the game does not hold your hand. It's like you're going to have to figure it out. I hate the compass. The compass and quest markers, they're fine for an MMO. They got to go in single-player games. I'm like, man, that, that it like takes me out of the world. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to follow the compass. I'm not going to explore. Yeah. Oh, there's the cave of you know withholding over there. Like – why am I going to go explore there? I don't have a marker there. And I know at some point I'm going to talk to a rand civilian in, a, in a, some random town, and they're going to be like, yo, I lost my daughter in the cave of withholding. Can you go retrieve her? And like, then I go there. Like, I have no reason to explore a place that I don't have a quest for yet because then mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double track there. Yeah. In a game like Elden Ring, the, the quest is to kill, you know, like in every Dark Souls, you know, kill the great four big bads, and then you kill the biggest bad. Like, you know what you're getting into. So you just explore everywhere to get stuff to kill the bigger bad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's pretty. I, I don't know, but I think I think you know I'm positive as far as fighting games go. I'm super hyped for what we're doing. Yeah. I'm. I love Guilty Gear Strive, obviously. DNF Duel is a shit show, but yes, it it's is. a fun as fuck shit show. Yes. I love every second of it. Like I watch the clips. They're hilarious. Like the people that are complaining about it, like, I don't know, find another fighting game. Cause obviously yeah. for you, like I knew what I was getting into. I was like, oh, it's made by aiding. I watched the trailers. Some people were like, I was expecting honest neutral. I was like, bitch, did you watch the trailer? Like honest neutral. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you expect? Did you see who it said? It said aiding every single fucking time. They made MVC, UMVC three. Like it, it was clear to me what the game was gonna be, so I expecting that so far have uh, quite enjoyed it. Even though I, my biggest issue with that game currently is like I don't have a character I resonate with. Right. So I need to find that character that kind of resonates. Like I enjoy a lot of characters in that game, but there's no one that I'm like, damn, this is my guy. Like I thought Crusader was gonna be that, but Crusader has no sauce. That is That's a sauceless that, character. He has Christ. He has Christ. <laughs> he has no sauce. Shit, you're right. He yeah. is he is a sauceless character. That man is white bread as it comes. Um, <laughs> I thought Troubleshooter. I think Troubleshooter is cool. He's one of yeah. the prospects I'm looking at. I tried Grappler. Um, Grappler be pissing some people off. He's really weak. It's I think like he's really movements. bad. Yeah, he, he yeah like Grappler is like bad in certain situations. Like you would like to go up against a Grappler, you have to like zone him out and don't let him get too close, and don't jump as often because he'll just you know. Command grab you out of the air. And that's like 90% of most characters can do. Just zone out. Yeah. And then, um, yes, like I think Grappler, though, has some major issues, so I really don't want to play him because it's I don't get to spend all my time playing DNF Duel, so I can't play. I want to play a character that feels like lower mid-tier. <laughs> like, that's that feels like a waste of time. I'm gonna, if I'm going to pay, you know, whatever money to go to see Otaku, I'm not going to pay see Otaku to go play <laughs> fucking Grappler. God forbid. God no. forbid. We, we got to see this. 
We gotta see who's gonna play Grappler CEO Taku. Like I don't know. Like there's people cooking with them. Brian F yeah. doing really good. Brian F oh, D okay. rank. Like you can clearly do it. But I think at the highest level, which at some point I would like to achieve in DNF duel, I think he falls off really hard uh, against like you know the main the main one. Swiftmaster. There's no way I'm playing a Twink. So, uh, <laughs> Someone said it. Thank you. No shot. <laughs> Fucking thank you. <laughs> I, I, I did, I did yeah, no, no shot. I'm playing a Twink. Fuck all right. Swiftmaster. Clip <laughs> it. Fuck Swiftmaster, and I agree with that statement. You know, Danny, I'm Grappler may not be bad, <laughs> but I'm bad. So I need a character that carries me. All right. Um, uh, Ranger. Nah, man. I'm not Ranger, trying, be, Ranger be carrying. I'm everybody. not trying to play Ranger. Yeah, man, that character I say, is lame. I still say Hitman. Hitman, like Hitman's looking kind of nice. Turn the brain off. Like me, like I, it's not my main game, so turn the brain off could be nice. Not have to think. Just hit exactly. you hit MS full screen into a touch of death if you're in awakening. <laughs> like Hitman, like is looking good right now. I'm looking at Striker because I oh, think Striker is hilarious. Yes. Oh my God, the inputs. Yes. Every every time Striker gets a touch of death off of a guard break situation, I laugh my ass <laughs> off. I, I'm not quite sold on her neutral yet, like whether or not I like playing her neutral game. Right. He is basically a Shoryuken. I love it. But Striker is really funny. I, I won't be one of the people that downplay my good character. Like I kinda, I'm kind of that right now. I don't really downplay Gold Lewis. I, I, I kind of I outplay it. So I'll get a downplay Gold Lewis like I want to. So Striker players, they downplay the character even though she's broken. They all say, you know, they're, they're like, look at these other characters. I'm like, you're playing Striker. So maybe I won't be one of those guys. <laughs> you know? Because, like, if Swiftmaster is going to do, like, a 90% combo, it's just going to take 30 seconds. I might as well just grab a drink and just wait for it. Because there's no way to escape that unless they somehow fuck up the combo. <laughs> yeah. My bit, uh, like, my biggest issue, because I just look back down, I grapple here being bad, so I remind me of it. But uh, my biggest issue with him is like, I don't know, I can't wrap my brain around currently like how to structure his pressure. So, yeah. like, a lot of characters have DP in the game, and a lot of his, like, armored pressure routes get beat by DP. Yeah. Like, he, if he goes for the charged leg kick, armored leg kick, or the charged um, grab, you don't have to jump if you have DP. Just, you don't have to care what option they do. Yeah, you just like DP. A short jump and you can continue from that. Yeah, so, like, um, I don't know. I, and that's, a, that's again, so it's a me issue. I, I understand it's a me issue. Oh, I'm not blaming the character. <laughs> Everything is armored and plot. Bro, Danny. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Danny, Danny is crazy because he plays Berserker. Berserker smokes Grappler. You that's, fucking yeah. go the install, you're, you hit him with a low. Bro, man, I don't know what this Danny guy's thinking. Danny, save the toxicity for tomorrow. Yeah, you, yes. can come, you can come on tomorrow and uh, talk about how my opinion's wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but I just got to let you know that the armor is smoked by Lowe's. Also, yeah. his awakening, he has the worst awakening in the game. His awakening physically makes him worse because he needs gray health to break through. You know, like Danny said, he has armor moves. Like, um, Mid-hit, he'll have to use his awakening just to get more damage. Well, so the thing about his his awakening skill is it reduces the amount of gray, gray health he gets. Gray health leads to conversion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I think is a weird flaw about the game because yeah. something I want to play in a character is a character that gets to utilize conversion well, which Grappler does because mm -hmm. he needs conversion to get in. But if he has less gray health, he gets to use conversion less, which makes it harder to get in. Every other character gets busted when they're at like 20% health or whatever it starts, 25% yeah. health. Yeah. Um, he gets functionally worse like technically he takes less damage i think it'd be cool if 
they changed it. They kind of reworked it so that like his armor moves don't get smoked by lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah. Straight up tank. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I, I feel like it sounds unfair on paper, but everything sounds unfair on paper. That's, this is DNF that, Duel. Like it, yeah. taking it in a vacuum, you're like that sounds like a terrible idea. And DNF Duel, I'm like fuck it, put it in. They're gonna make a better, make it into a better idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like. Yeah, I I can't figure it out. I tell you, I was I played <laughs> I played Danny and got I, I don't know if he I don't think I've ever actually played my grappler versus Danny, but I played um uh Zora Swagdai's brother uh and got smoked by Berserker. I played uh, beautiful hair Brandon uh got smoked by Berserker. That character I cannot figure out how to navigate neutral because grappler has no neutral to speak of. He is simply I touch you and you die. Yeah. Or yeah. I will die trying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think that's a character that, like, again, there's some people doing really well with him, but he gets smoked by the top tiers. He loses the striker really bad. He loses to Hitman kind of bad. It's a little bit better, but Hitman's Hitman, so whatever. He, I think he plays pretty well in the Crusader, which is pretty good mm-hmm. um, as far as the top tier goes. And usually when I'm thinking about where to put a character on a tier list, like how they play in the, the top tiers is important. Look at Danny with the matchup. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so there, there. I, I, I have this man. I think, I think I've sold my point on why uh, I'm not looking at grappler. Cause I, again, I'm not trying to work. I, I've, I worked hard for a season of Guilty Year Strive. Yes. You working yeah. hard is rough, man. I want the easy way. Other people taking the easy way. You know why not me? You know I'm done with this. You know nobility crap. I'm taking the easy way. Okay. So that's why I'm, I'm looking at specifically top tiers. The lowest on the tier list I'm gonna go is Troubleshooter because he's still really fucking good. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Troubleshooter is really good. He's just, he's just not like you know he's not you know Swiftmaster level. He's not you know Twink Boy status. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is why I'm looking at DNF Duel. All right. Yeah. All right. So our next topic: What does gaming mean to you? Oh man, you know, that's a funny question because it, it reminds me. Like I used to, like I said, I used to work at Florian University. Mm-hmm. Um, I started their esports program. I just got news that I think their esports program is shutting down recently. So, uh, oops. But uh, yeah, so it, like I did like presentations about esports. It's a funny question they ask, mm-hmm. and like you know, I had to go like the main like stuff I had to answer. You know, whatever you told me to answer. But, like one of the things I luckily, unfortunately, got to let people know is I think the most important about, thing about gaming is a sense of community. Like, I would not be playing video games as much as I do if there weren't, like, people to play with yeah. in Agreed. these video games. It's one of the things I really enjoy, fighting games. And it's, like, SFL, FGC, fucking rocks. Like, if I was in a community that, like, kind of, like, I had a bunch of, like, shitty people I didn't like talking to, I probably would not be playing Strive for this long. Right. Like, Strive, I absolutely love. But if I was just grinding Celestial, like, I would not love it as much, you know? Like, it's definitely a different beast. So, like, I, I do enjoy, of course, you know, the occasional game I can sit down. But even, like, Elden Ring. Like, Elden Ring was such a blast to play. Like, talking to people, you know, every day, be like, yo, did you find this thing, this random thing? And then they'd be like, no, I didn't find this random thing, but I found this thing over here. I was talking to my brother. I thought I explored, like, the first area really well. Mm-hmm. I missed the mine next to the dragon, oh. which gives you a bunch of upgrade material. I was able to upgrade my weapon a bunch. I was like, damn, I didn't know there was a mine here. So, yeah, I went in the mine, and, like, it helped me out a bunch. So I think that sense of being able to, like, talk to people about the games and all this stuff and, you know, the the stories that you get to get tell through it. I mean, that's another reason I hate open-world games because the <laughs> story's a big part. Yeah. yeah. Story, story's pretty cool. That's why I like JRPGs more so because I think they're more they, – the combat system, you know, I'm big – I like turn-based. I think turn-based should come back. Agreed. You know, I heart turn-based, but some people, that's not their thing. 
but they always spend a lot of time putting a pretty good story in. You know? Yeah. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of good stories that untold. But uh, yeah, I think honestly, that sense to me is what makes gaming such a blast, and why I keep coming back. I get to be on the gaming podcast because of it, so that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Agreed. All right. So with that, our next um, um, topic would be you had to be there moment. So what moments Ooh. in gaming that for you was like, yo, you had to be there? Like, give us, I would say, about three. Apparently fucking Skyrim because people adore that game, <laughs> but I can't imagine why. <laughs> I don't know. Damn, you had to be here? Like, uh, Elden Ring boomed. I was surprised. So that can, I think that's going to be a game that goes down in history because weirdly enough, it got a lot of people... People already kind of knew what they're getting into. People yeah. like I love Dark Souls. No, I played Dark Souls one. I went back and played Demon Souls, Dark Souls two, Dark Souls three. Bloodborne's my favorite game of all time. I was like, damn, Elden Ring is coming out. I know it's my shit. I don't, you don't even gotta tell me. I think it's a ten out of ten before it released. Wait, so you missed Sekiro? Oh, I played Sekiro. Too. Okay, okay. Oh, Sekiro, not my least favorite. It took me a while to to enjoy it. You yeah. Know, I went in once again expecting Dark Souls. You didn't get Dark Souls. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people who are, you know, ver- fans of you know, the Soul series, they went into the game thinking, okay, I'm gonna play just like Dark Souls. It's like, no, you do not play. A, you don't play Sekiro as a Dark Souls game. It is in the. It is from. It's, it's a from software game, but it is not a Souls game. It's like completely different, and it's just more so of you got to know when to parry, when to counter. Yeah, because the pairing is literally the meta of the game, and once you master that, then everything else becomes cakewalk. Because that's what I was struggling with, and yeah, I, I, I had them nights, them moments where I'm just like, "Fuck this game, <laughs> fuck this game." I'm just like, "Yo, what the hell am I doing?" Like, the fucking bro, ogre at the beginning. Yes, oh like my God. that ogre, yo, that ogre kicked everybody's off. ass. Started yeeting people off the bro. He dropped kicked my cliff. ass. I was like, I know, signing for a WWE game, like that was yeah, crazy. doing an elbow drop, a low kick, a drop kick, like that ogre kicked everybody's ass. And then the funniest one was the Guardian Ape when everyone thought that okay, I I killed him, you know, he's dead or whatnot, and all of a sudden you just see the ogre just pick up his head, grab the sword, and I'm just like. Uh, and I got no nothing to heal myself, and I'm just like, <sighs> it was stressful. But, but then I ended up finding out that you, that the second phase was actually really yeah. easy. But I appreciate Sekiro the longer it's been out. I think Sekiro is the most fun to watch speedrun. Yeah, the the speedruns for that game are a lot of fun. Like I like watching speedruns. I think Dark Souls Three has a really boring speedrun because it's a lot of uh, glitching through walls. So I'm not gonna yeah. be one of those guys when it comes to speedrunning. That's like you glitch through the game. You're not even playing it for real. Speedrunning is not really playing the game. <laughs> I'm not gonna be one of those nerds, but uh, I will say I enjoy glitchless speedruns more than glitched speedruns. I can agree. With and that. I think the glitches that do happen in Sekiro are pretty cool. Like there's like a bunch of swimming glitches that happen. You can still see, like, a lot of the game. Like, you skip through. You can see a good amount of the bosses. There's a good amount of bosses that you can kind of just, like, fuck off. Like, there's the first guy on the horse. Yeah. Um, my name is whatever. I forget what he says. But he always comes out and says his name. And you can, like, route him so he just jumps off the, the cliff, which is pretty funny. So, like, glitches <laughs> like that, I think, are really funny. Where they yeah. just kill themselves. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, but there's other fights that you just kind of have to do. And it's fun to see him play it well and really fast. Um... 
Yeah, so that's a that's a fun spear. So I think Elden Ring though is gonna kind of go down. Like I feel like it's gotta be game of the year this year. Like it exploded with a all lot the of speed people. Runs? <laughs> no, not well, not game of the year speed runs. No, no, no. The I speed runs I've watched. I I've seen some too, and it scares me. Cause I'm being the game. I'm not gonna watch. I'm gonna watch speed runs like three years later and be like, damn, that's pretty cool. Cause yeah. uh, I'm being the game. It's gonna take me forever. But um, no. And the thing about Elden Ring, like weirdly enough, I think the thing that's so good about it is because it's open world you can so easily just over level your character and like if you're you can't get through this like i'm a once i find a boss and i lock on that boss i am beating that boss like i'm not gonna go over there like i can't do that like fucking godric i went at like level 10 or some shit <laughs> i was like Jesus. damn it took me a while because i did like no damage to him or even like the first boss you know when you like walk out of the area you fight the tree guardian yeah yep I picked the depraved class. Mm-hmm. Oh. I played him at level one and said, I'm going to beat you up. at level one. He one-shots you. Yeah. yeah. There's a few hits that you can live one hit, but he pretty much one-shots you. And I was like, I'm getting his ass. So I streamed it, and I think it took me about two hours, two, two or three hours. Awesome. Damn. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of me being frustrated. You know, for the first, like, 20 attempts, I was like, ha-ha, I'm having fun. For the last, you know, 200 attempts, I was just me mugging it you know like i, I did not talk at all like, i gotta focus up but um yeah so it's just like i think weirdly enough the open world like helps people that don't like dark souls like dark souls a little bit more because yeah. you can just go anywhere like you know in original dark Souls, like the dark souls one you get the firelink shrine you either go to undeadburg which is the easiest route or you go to the places that you're not supposed to which is super hard like you can go fight nito or not nito first uh you can go fight pinwheel first but then you have to make your way all the way back out of the catacombs because you can't go fight nito so you get the lord vessel and there's oh, like yeah. yeah so like you do have to do stuff in a specific route or you can like get the master key. There's a starting item called the master key, and you can go to some different areas. But all those different areas are harder than the place you got to go. So at the end of the day, the on your first playthrough, you're always gonna go to uh, you're always gonna go to the the place that makes the most sense. Unlike in uh, Elden Ring, where they send you in the world. Like I still coming in like a Dark Souls point of view. Before I exploit the first area, I beat I beat Godric. I think his name is right. The first boss, like the first major boss. I know this is like five gods. Yeah, like God, God blank. Yeah, Godric. Godric, right? The, yeah. the guy with the axe and stuff and the, like the, the light sword. The uh, yeah, a bunch of hands. So I beat Godric first. I put whatever you have to put his soul in the tower, and then I was like, damn, I can go explore the rest of this area. I didn't even like it. Didn't click in my head that like what type of game it was. So I, I ended up going exploring the rest of the area. It was a lot easier because like Godric gave me like a gajillion souls. So I yeah. was like super over level at the point, but um, it was fun. So I think that's cool about that game god damn game can you i'm gonna need an example man like i don't know like, what you, like, uh, like what's a game uh, about for you then all right for for me when uh when it came to like uh you had to be there moment like one of the moments that like you literally had to be there is like when halo 3 came out for uh, me it was like when halo 3 dropped okay. and i remember going to school the next day and it was like half half the school was there because everybody's at home playing Halo 3 for hours on long. Yep. You're going over to your buddy's house, and you just see one TV, four people playing Halo 3. Go in another room, four people playing Halo 3 in another room. Go in another, the patio, you have another four people playing Halo 3. It was oh, just man. like, it was like, it was crazy when that happened, for, especially for me. It was like, yo... This is what y'all did. Y'all, y'all skipped school just to play Halo Three. Yeah, I guess that, it, 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 it was it was it was that serious. Yeah, I think that's kind of similar to Modern Warfare Two. Like that was my 
generation is like yeah you got game like i i didn't play halo 3 like that i think my brother bought it like we had he had an xbox but like i didn't play the halo series like that you know playstation guy but um yeah everyone in the school definitely again like i told the story earlier if you weren't playing modern warfare 2 yeah. you were not cool <laughs> yeah you, 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 simply, you were you were missing you're out simply not cool you're you're uh they they chew you away you're not one of the cool kids yeah like it, it, it was like whether you were on the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3, it was like mandatory to get this game yep. because that's everyone's playing. It was like it was like it was like the new Halo 3, but it's Call of Duty, and everyone's just playing it. And of course, it was also mandatory to have a mic because everyone's talking oh, yeah. their shit. Yep. Oh yeah. Them late nights of just playing Modern Warfare 2, and you're just shit talking people online for oh, like up DMs to. On Xbox. At oh, 2 damn. in the morning, 3 in the morning, getting yes. them hate messages because you done drop shot somebody or you just quick so, quick so, quick scope somebody or you end up getting the game winning nuke and people just, you know, sending you hate messages or whatnot. I miss it. This is what, you know, the sad part is I didn't have any friends that owned the PS3, so I played by myself. Everyone was Xbox boys about me. I was like, I'm a PS3, and they're like, that console sucks. I was a complete opposite. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so I, again, I can't relate to on the mic because I was like, I don't got. I just play by myself, you know. Drop the loadouts. There's man, Terminal still my favorite Call of Duty stage. That that stage is so fucking good. Um, damn, but like, man, I'm gonna take this in the other way so I can get a talk shit because I love talking shit. Gotcha. Go. God for it. damn, how the fuck did they fuck up SF5 so bad on launch? Yeah, I wasn't again. Like I wasn't even in the FGC. I wouldn't consider it until 2020. Right. I bought SF5 on launch. Yeah. That was the and game. At first, it came out. I was like, I'm going to learn this game. I was watching, you know, Justin Wong. I was watching Maximilian Dude. I was invested. Oh, shit. It killed that investment. It, I could have been inside the FGC from 2016 and onward. It's yeah. FF5 was a good game. Yeah. It wasn't. Eight-frame delay? I cannot imagine. Like, at the time... Like, I understand what that means. Like, eight-frame input delay. I was playing Rev 2, like, literally this morning, technically, 2 o'clock in the morning with a buddy of mine. <laughs> we were playing on eight-frame delay. That was miserable. That sounds unbearable. <laughs> How the fuck did people do it for years? People were playing online. And it was like, nope, you just you hit a button, and then you got to, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, go do something else while it takes forever for the button to come out. Like, damn, delay-based netcode. And the thing is, like, Rollback was out at that time. 2013, I'd say, is like marked like when Rollback was truly invested in Iron Galaxy with KI. They made Rollback. GGPO was a free resource. They could put GGPO in it, but for whatever reason, they Japanese did. developers are scared of GGPO. They have to make their own in-house rollback, and I don't understand it. It's that a free resource. Pain. And I don't know anything about game de development. Like I'm sure there's a lot of hoops you'd probably have to being like a big company and uh as as far as capcom is like but damn and like even like the capcom like it wasn't just sf5 capcom went through a dark age yeah as yep. a big capcom fan like even now you're around street fire i love monster hunter yep uh you know i love Mega Man. yep i love all these games i'm a big capcom fan they got so many bangers out there man that marked like a dark time for them mvci came out i bought Oof. that game too oh my god it was ugly as fuck yeah I end up, you know, that's another thing. I probably would have also, you know, going on, like, moments in time where I probably would have entered the FGC sooner. I ended up buying MVCI over DBFZ. You poor soul. Ooh. That is the worst choice. I got DBFZ, like, later, way later, I ended up enjoying it. 
I'm a I'm a DBFZ hater now because <laughs> I now like now with my knowledge like there's just there's two fighting games I simply just don't enjoy playing and no hate to people that play it I will show in the game from my own perspective but DBFZ and KI get my blood boiling like I can't with those games anymore KI I could never step foot in I played it for like 10 minutes. I was like, this game's not for me. Why do I have to finish the full combo to do any damage? Like, that's not how scaling works, all this stuff. Like, it's not for me. DBFZ, I played religiously yeah. for like a year. I yeah. spent time in that game. I come back to it. I'm like, what are you now? What are we? <laughs> yeah. I simply do not love you anymore. And then this is where Danny just pops in. <laughs> MVCI is greater than DBFZ. MVCI, looking back on it, actually kind of a bomb-ass game. The game looks like Ugly as Sin, has a terrible cast. Yep. But every okay. once in a while, I'll boot it up. MVCI community, it's the reason I came back and boot it up every once in a while. They have, like, the coolest community. They do um, every week, I think it's Tuesday nights, uh, Don Con the Hater uh, is, like, the main guy I think I see running MVCI stuff. There's other two stuff, too. Um, Jackoman is a big part. He plays UMC3, but also MVCI, big part of the community. They have just, like, a super cool and welcome community they got weirdly enough a lot of resources on getting into it i think the the tag system has one of the coolest tag systems of all time yeah i'm here with the i think man if i picked up that game my frank west dante combo we'll go they go hard <laughs> another game man i i wish i had the time to pick up grand blue every time i look at it, though i'm like damn it's too late but vasaraga i feel like i could cook with vasaraga there, there's something there's something like he aligns with me just on like a spiritual level. And I heard he was top tier at one point. I don't know if that's changed from the latest patch. I heard he was top tier recently though. And that was my chance. And I, I didn't I didn't go on it. Danny, is this true? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that game's really cool. Man, there's a lot of fighting games though. I wish I had the time to uh, actually put the time into them. You know, it's one of those things. There's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And uh, I simply, if I do not practice something, I fall off quickly. So I need I can to. Agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, also, I can still top five. Oh, let's go! He's so cool. He used to be top two. He's so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> but still a top two. I'm here for it. See, like it's like Crusader though. Like I'd be worried because I thought Crusader. Like I was so excited to have a top tier that like looked like I resonated with it. I got bored within a week. Damn. He has no sauce. If he had sauce, I would be like, damn, Crusader's my guy. Hit him with the funny loops. The funny loops are funny every time. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the match around the funny loops that I'm bored with. Yeah. It's like when you're just seeing the funny loops and stuff, like, you just can't even get mad. You just got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a lot of commas in that game. They go yeah. on for quite a bit. Like, like I kind of feel like that game needs a burst. Not be Like, damage is super fucking high. Yeah. And maybe it would help the bouncing. But every time I get hit, hit by Swiftmaster, I'm like, damn, let me go get out my phone and start scrolling through Twitter because this is going to be the next 20 seconds of my life. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, 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 I want to burst just so I can, like, not have to watch the 20-second cutscene. I, I think I told someone, I'm just going to bring a George Foreman next time just so I can grill some food. <laughs> exactly, bro. And the second round is my food's ready. I want to, I wanna, I, you know, this should be me coming out on the podcast saying, I want to play Troubleshooter 
just so I can bring a bottle of whiskey on the stage to see you talk And like whenever I get hit by a combo, I take a swig. I think Bro, that's I would, funny. I would join that. Like, can I please come up your fashion just <laughs> Yeah. Like uh, every time Swiftmaster hits me for like the super long combo, I just take a swig. I think that'd be really funny. We're, that... we're just pouring shots at this point. Exactly. Like don't don't show you that his character I think is cool, but that would be uh AJ's gonna be a witness if you do this. <laughs> AJ, you come to see you Otaku? Put the camera on. Yes. There, yes, there we go. We got to say yes. We got it, boys. He's coming. elaborate ruse. This is going to be the dark side of FGC. But, uh, yeah. But luckily, Capcom, though, is out of that dark age. Yeah. Monster Hunter World was a banger, and they've been yes. up from there. Yes. Honestly, I was disappointed with Monster Hunter World because of the lack of monsters. But what it did for the – I appreciate – it was a good game. Combat was really good. And what it did for uh, Capcom, pulling them out of that dark time, I appreciate. Because now we're getting SF6. And SF6 looks good. Yes. yes. I am hoping, though. I don't know if you guys saw, like, the leaked roster. Have you I, seen I it? I did. Yeah. yeah? Like, uh, it seems to be true. Everything around it, like, I don't know. There's been, like, a lot of evidence around it. And if it's not true, it's, like, the biggest elaborate ruse of yeah. all time. I, I can agree with that. Definitely. Like, it'd be crazy if it wasn't true. So, looking at the base roster... I most likely will be playing Zangief. I, Zangief I is who was my main for all of SF5. The thing about Zangief was he he works like a triangle in the in the lifespan of SF5. Mm. He was I think I think he was like actually good on launch like because A frame delay apparently. Right. But like right after that he was really bad and then he got a little bit better. But now he's back to being the worst character in the game. Like he went from like okay from my understanding I wasn't paying attention I don't even give a shit. Then the worst character they got better now he's the worst character again. I've only ever played him. While he's the worst, mm. I never got the chance to play him while he was a good character, and he is really bad there in so SM5. Many, dude, there's so many new characters for the leagues. I'm I'm like rechecking again, but yeah. I do like the designs of some of them. They they look clean. Uh, Mimi looks cool. Like let's say I, I don't like Zangief, but like the thing is, so Third Strike, I would say Third Strike's my favorite fighting game that I play casually. I'll always, like, once a month or twice a month, I'll go play Third Strike on Fightcade just to get my fix, even though, you know, I've never actually, like, learned the shit. Because I think Hugo's super cool. Parry's a cool mechanic. So those two things together, Parry and the SBD, it's funny every time. So Parry being in SF5, I'm hoping makes Zangief a little bit better. Uh, his biggest issue, or SF6, his biggest issue at SF5, though, in my opinion, is he has no good moves to approach. Yeah. He simply has to walk at you. He's just a tank. In past iterations, yeah, because he has that V skill where he does the flex. Oh, it yeah. becomes really red. Um, in past iterations, he had a move, um, Banishing Flat. Uh, people call it Green Hand. Um, it, it's a move that he does this big spin punch. His hand turns yeah. green on Yeah, fire. I, I remember that in um, Street Fighter 4. Like, that. that's a, that was like, because I also use Zangief in um, Street Fighter 4 as mm -hmm. well, and I love them at. at back then because I used to spam a lot of command grabs and whatnot because that was, that was yeah, my favorite telephone. thing to do. And then, of course, if I was going up against like a Ryu or someone that's using projectiles trying to zone me out, I would just use the green hand or just do the tornado. Yeah, Lariat. But, like, that's the thing. He, need, he needs a green hand in his kit. Yeah. If he doesn't have green hand, I may drop him week one. Yeah. Because I cannot play another game of Zangief being bombed here. I have put myself I through agree. that torture. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to live that life anymore. So there's some other cool characters, though. I'm definitely uh, have my eye for. I was hoping for Hugo over Zangief. I like Hugo. I think he has a cooler kit. Mm -hmm. Claps are really funny. Um, he has an uh, he has anti-air uh, bro. Man, 
I can't believe this. But uh, <laughs> if, if you all know what I'm referring to, if you're listening on, I don't know, you guys put those on Apple iTunes? Yeah. yeah. Put those on the Apple iTunes. Uh, we have in the chat, uh, fuck Greenhand. <laughs> uh, if you're a Greenhand hater, um, you can catch this Greenhand out in the street. All right. <laughs> You heard it loud I, and clear, folks. I will die on this hill. Greenhand, he needs it back because uh, I don't know. It's just it's really hard for him in Street Fighter Five to have any kind of forward momentum. Like he yeah. said, he's a, he's a big tank. You know, he has to, he has some schmicks. If you hit him with the EXSBD, you put him in the 50-50. Do you go headbutt? Do you go command grab? Also, man. Every system mechanic they put in SF5, like V-Shift, I was just starting to cook with Zangief, and then they added fucking V-Shift. That's what made me drop the game. I was like, fuck this shit. It's the only wake up. And, like, there's counterplay to V-Shift, but at some point, for spending resource, I just want the opponent to have to take my mix. But they don't. They simply don't. Zangief, even on his own mix, has to be the one guessing. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i'm so excited for us of six like that game that's, that's gonna be a moment you have to be here for as far as fgc is concerned like everyone's gonna play that game yeah because a lot of new players came in because of strive yeah a lot of new players have now been introduced to the fgc because of that game yeah they've even taken that time to expand now all the old heads are gonna play sf6 all the sf5 heads are gonna play sf6 the sf4 players that are still playing as a four are gonna be like sf6 it's gonna be my game this time you know they're not gonna yeah. mess up like sf5 they're probably still not going to enjoy the game. Um, like, But everyone's looking at SF6. I'm looking at SF6. I think it's going to pop off. Yeah. I'm so excited for the locals down here. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a mix of cultures. That's true. Bro, man, everyone's playing SF6 but Gabe, all right? Gabe, we'll leave you in the past. <laughs> uh, I was, that was funny. The first time, uh, Gabe was actually my first opponent at the uh, SF5 local. He picked up Balrog. Now, Balrog, so it's a weird thing, Balrog versus Zangief. Um, For the longest time, that was Zangief's, like, best matchup. Right. Because what happened is Balrog has dash and punch, right? Yes. So he has to go dash and punch and make himself minus, and then Zangief would just be like, okay, you're going to get command grab, right? (laughs) Eventually, they added two V skills for every character, to the the cast and what happened you know so specifically um during dash punch you want armor it so you don't have to put yourself in block stun you just armor it that's that's the the route right that's what made the matchup super super bad because you didn't have access pretty much dash punch anymore um when v skill 2 was introduced what balrog does is he does a little spin and gets a little tornado around his hand and what it does is when he does his dash punch it hits multiple times and it breaks through the armor of Zangief. I'm sorry, So what? it went from being a really good matchup for Zangief to a really bad matchup for Zangief. Oh, so when Gabe no. picked him first, I was kind of scared. And then I SBD'd him like five times in a row. I was like, I'm not scared anymore. I think he picked V-Skill 1. And at that point, I was like, he doesn't know the matchup. Because like, there is no reason. So V-Skill 1 is really good because he does a little spin. It's really good against like characters with projectiles. There's no reason to pick against Zangief V-Skill 1. Which I was like, okay, this guy. And I know because it was a, I believe it was MK and SF5 that day, or uh, SF5 and Tekken or something. I think Gabe can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're here for the other game, really. Because um, I know you're an MK player as well. But yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, okay, he's doing it. And then you know what I did? I armored up. He hit me with the dash punch and he got SVD. I'm like, this is, man, I'm having fun. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, our next topic. Um, your gaming pet peeves. Your three gaming like, pet what peeves. What do you hate? It could be anything. Skyrim. <laughs> Except for Skyrim. Let's let's expand this a little bit more. Okay, let's expand it. Three. Well, I think we did. You know, go on. That. <laughs> Not that I just think it's funny bringing Skyrim up every time. Um, uh, on that, like, open worlds definitely are a pet peeve of mine. Like, okay. open worlds. You know, I think I kind of w- delved into it. I think uh, a lot of times. They become a big sandbox, and I hate when the game's a big sandbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if this is a pet peeve, but a, a genre of games I hate are the fucking, like, um, Detroit Become Human, like, not a game game where the person's like, you know, this is truly a cinematic experience. Yeah. Interactive. Oh. Like, cinematic like, games. Highbrow. Like, I don't mind visual novels. I think visual novels are pretty cool. Yeah. When they become, like, that next level of um, douchebaggery, like um, Detroit Become Human. Dude, and the thing that reminds me of it is they actually releasing a manga for it. What? Detroit what? Become Human Tokyo series. Interesting. It's, it's a Japan manga. It's taking place in Japan and it's still called fucking Detroit, Detroit. Become Human. Who named that shit? It's called Tokyo <laughs> Become Human, bro. Like, that's the name right there. Yeah. Why? You're not in Detroit no more. I mean, like, is it because they're from Detroit? No, it's, it's like it's taking place in Japan. It's not out yet. Maybe someone will come from Detroit to Japan. Who who fucking knows? But that name I thought was really funny. That That is funny as hell, actually. Um, but yeah, Pet P is definitely that one. But like going on, like, man, putting RPG mechanics in a game when it doesn't need it. Assassin's Creed definitely fucking did that. Like, I, like no, I'm stabbing him with a hidden blade. It should fucking kill him. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Like, why have an assassination game where you can't assassinate the guy in one hit? Yeah. Like, it takes it away. You, the stupidest The skill yeah. is supposed to come from, like, being able to stealth behind the person. The reward for not being seen is being able to take out that, that yeah. you know, whoever you're, uh, um, whoever is in your way. In Assassin's Creed, whoever, you know, guy standing in front of you that you're about to slit his throat. But, like, that's the thing in a stealth game. Or, like, Mother saw like, you, you know, use your resources to get around camera. You know, you throw a chaff grenade or whatever. Like, but that's the reward for stealth because in those games, like combat is not supposed to be a strong suit. When you put an RPG mechanic to it, it means that you can just have, and you know, the biggest thing I want to do was, you know, microtransactions so you can have overleveled stuff. Yeah. Um, and you can just win your combat scenario. You don't have to play stealth anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like just a lot of games for the longest time, like Witcher 3 popped off, you know, Man, I'm really not trying to go back to it. Skyrim started off that trend. <laughs> Skyrim was a big change in gaming. I do have yeah. to say, like, it was a cultural change in gaming yeah. to what came yeah. afterward. Like, there was definitely, it, it set up a lot of games. Like, Dark Souls came out, and, like, Dark Souls popped off with, uh, I think, really, like, Dark Souls 3 is when they started coming in, like, its own of, like, popping off mainstream. Yeah. Uh, like, there was a lot of people copying it. And it's like, these games come out that, like, really changed the landscape of the, the market. Minecraft, like, created a whole genre. Like, survival games were out like Minecraft before then. You know, yeah. there's a couple yeah. of them, but, like, not the amount that we have today. You go to Steam and uh, fucking, like, everywhere, like, is the same fucking Minecraft clone. But, um, yeah, so, so that's another big one, like, RPG. I'm trying to think of other games that do. I think Far Cry went down that route, oh, yeah. which, like... It, it had, like, light RPG mechanics and, like, Far Cry 3 and stuff, and then went, like, full on into it, where, you know, this AR-15 does, you know, 200 damage, while this one does 220. And, like, going... That's, like, a subgenre, I'd say, of my pet peeve. I hate number counting. Like, yeah. I, I think 
it's more meaningful for a game to not give you bigger numbers, but give you more like options to tackle situations. Like yeah. in you know Metroid, like or like you know Mega Man, when you get that next power up, that's a lot more cool than like being like, man, now Samus, your Buster does you know 18 damage instead of 10. Like I don't know, it's not anything cool. Um, the final one, man, this is a weird pet peeve, but in RPGs. Why does not all games have transmog in it? Hmm. Like Destiny I feel like does. It, what? Destiny has it. Yeah, Destiny has it. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like World of Warcraft was the first thing because that's where the term comes from. World of Warcraft transmog. But like, other games come out, and like, I want to look cool in Monster Hunter, but I also want the good stats. And to use the good stats, like, you have to use a mixed equipment. And yeah. when you use mixed equipment, your character looks like a dumbass. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I feel like transmog in, like, all those kind of RPG games where, like, equipment and loadouts are important, like, make your give your player the ability to look cool and use the stuff. It shouldn't have to be a choice between looking cool and looking how you want to and, like, using the cool equipment. I'm like, just put them both in. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem that much difficult. I know, you know, as game developers, I got to put the resource in here. got to put the resource in here. Like, I don't know. It seems like something easily to just put another slot or something like that that you can... Uh, you just look like a custom NPC while being the most giga-chad. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. It's just... The cleanest person and looks and still be weak. Like, there was... um, And then you got to do cool stuff. Like, in Final Fantasy, whatever the online one is, there was someone who came out and he role-plays Jesus. <laughs> you can't do that without transmog because he can wear the good equipment and still look like Jesus Christ while he's yeah. being a white mage. Like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have to see that. I hate having to look like a dumbass in my games. Because, like, people like matching armor or a matching outfit. But if you have to have bits and pieces of armor just to look super powerful no. or just look super weak, regardless. Uh, that's true. Man, like, another, like, subset of that, though. In fighting games, SF5 did it right. Give me costumes. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Give me, like, new colors, new costumes. Give me customization, bro. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's really hard. They talked about it in, like, Guilty Gear Strive to do it because, like, they, man, I don't know anything about, like, coding. But the way they code that game specifically to make it look so beautiful is, like, impossible. Like, it was, like, super hard to do or really? something. Like, they, like, apparently, like, only coded ones instead of ones and zeros. Like, something like that. Something weird, yeah. you know, technological stuff that goes way over my head. But, yeah, like, you were saying, let me look cool while I do cool shit, you know? Put yeah. That, put that... That's my, you know, I'm going to go do a TED Talk to game developers. And that's what it'll be about. Thank God for the modding community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. And I think with that being said, I guess we can just, you know, wrap this up, put a bow on it, and, you know, end it with our closing remarks. So, Beefy, um, any closing remarks for this um, podcast for, Not, you know, for this I, episode? I had to blast, bro. You know, thank you always for inviting me on here. I think it's my third time here always have fun make sure you guys check us out tonight flynn's gaming sfl twitch.tv we're gonna be having our guilty gear strive tournament last week we ended up having our guilty gear strive tournament that was fires fest yeah and we had a bunch of people i was surprised to see at fires fest how many people though like yeah. i feel like didn't come because it was fires fest they came because it was supercon like they saw that supercon so i'm hoping yeah. that carries over going into these next couple weeks because it'd yeah. be pretty cool you know like it was a weird thing because i remember because i didn't go to combo breaker Mm -hmm. There's like a before combo breaker and an after combo breaker scene because while everyone for like three weeks like the 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 main crew like the normal top eighters weren't coming because they they wanted to uh, rest up before uh, 
combo breaker started yeah there was like a whole nother crew that came in and we were having like the same number of tournaments and then after combo breaker like everyone was there at one yeah. time it was pretty cool to see so yeah we got a lot of new heads coming in so welcome to the community uh i was talking to brandon creator and uh ryan convicted of fun uh two a month ago basically because it's every other week at nxt it's weird being the old head now I feel like I'm a boomer now. Oh my God. You know, like I came into this community like only a year ago. Yeah. And I was like this young little Zaga player, didn't know anyone. You know, I came in, you know, I literally only knew Miles. It was me and him coming. Yeah. And now we got this whole ass, like the, the main SFL uh, Strive Discord. It has like 300 people in there or something. Yeah. Like it's really huge. So it's really cool to see. And I'm just excited to see where the community goes on from now. Oh, definitely. Damn. Bro, literally, look, look, Danny, all right? Literally, this is what happened. So, Danny said in the chat, you ain't old head yet. And I agree. I agree with him. Here's the thing I agree with him. But people will come up to me, like, it's their first time coming here, and they'll be surprised when you talk to the old heads. Because they know Marvello and Meg Tom Hanks. You know, they're yeah. big names. So, that I've talked to those guys. They're like, oh, this guy's an old head too. Like, the people I equate with now get seen as a I, I get seen as an old head it's a perspective thing danny yes. like i don't think i am i like i get i'm still i'm still newbie in the grand scheme of things but other newbies come in and they're like this guy's been here forever i was like damn time flies time flies when you're having fun oh yeah you know? definitely so that's and, my closing remark make sure you support your locals oh yeah definitely and, I, and the same even the same goes for me because i'm still new in the community and whatnot and i'm learning as i go and it's just like i'm glad i'm here because now I get to see the community grow from where it is and whatnot, from where it was before and, you know, where it can go now. And it's um, very interesting for me to see that because it's like there is – it's not too late to join the FGC. It's not it's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late because you're going you're gonna to find you're, – you're going to find where you belong and you're going to fit in where you're going to fit in. And it may not be with Stride, but it could be with another fighting game. And here in South Florida, we have many people played many different fighting games. Some of them prefer this one over the other. And what I would try to do, especially with the Smash players, sometimes I'll see them playing games like Strive or DNF or um, Street Fighter or Tekken. I'm just like, yo, if you're interested, come on out. Like, yo, you're, I see you playing Strive a lot here on Saturdays. Come out on Sundays and play Strive. And don't feel discouraged that, yeah, you may not be able to, you're, you're going to go 0-2, but don't feel discouraged because everyone that's in the Strive community, that's still active in the community, when when we first had Strive here at Flint, they were going 0-2. Now they're winning tournaments. Except me. I never went 0-2. <laughs> I did. Put, put back the results. I made my, my first tournament here. I made top eight with Zotto. I don't want to hear it. You all can go 0-2. But, uh, no, you're, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no uh, you're, you're right, though. Honestly, like like you said, like there's a lot of fighting games out there. We have communities. Like um, when we were doing Tuesday Night Casuals, mm. the Tekken community showed up every week. They brought their whole ass PC. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'll never remember, yeah. remember that. It was the funniest shit ever when Omni went up to the Tekken players and was like, hey, do you want to put Tekken on stream? We'll show off what you guys do. And they said, you playing on PS4? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. So, yeah, it was really cool. They're, they're nice people that I talked a bit of, but to uh, them about tech and played a few casuals, even though I suck ass at that game. Yeah. But just because of the show and if Strive is your community, like, 
we're so fortunate to have some people we have in this community like yeah. everyone is helps everyone like there's yeah. some places like i don't know there's some places with like, you know top players that are the worst yeah they like don't support their logos they don't show up to anything they're assholes to everyone they're like oh get on my level blah 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 this blah blah that like i don't know our top player t- top players whatever that means like i think are pretty uh pretty cool at being people to bring others into the community and like help yeah. everyone grow and evolve uh, alongside each other so I-, I think that's something again sfl community fgc like i don't think i'd be playing strive as long as i have like a year in pretty much playing it non-stop yeah if you know we didn't have you know flins in the community that comes with flins even some of the other locals down here so yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 100%. and even with the top players that we do have here uh, for you know our Strive Weeklies or whatnot, they don't act like assholes when they just act like regular normal people. Unlike the Smash community, because I I don't know beef. I'm paying attention to the Smash community. <laughs> Choco Taco calling out the Smash community, saying the PR players do not play casuals with non-PR players because they're they're scared. They're scared to lose their status. I understand. Wow, classy. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm going to keep on keep making fun of the Smash King. Oh, <laughs> oh, I just got to bring it back. You won't be, uh, be inviting me to the podcast. I think one of the times, like, next Smash cast, you should invite me on. Yes. Just to, just to throw a wrench in it. I mean, we had one Smash cast where we just talked shit just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't I know. I, I think, I think it would be funny because they would – usually they talk to each other. Yeah. Now they have a common enemy. Yeah. Beefy Manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm up to the task to oh, take them oh on. Yes. It's funny when you say fuck Waluigi, but fuck Beefy Manity hits another like <laughs> <laughs> because like you can't say that in a serious tone. You you do know that I'll have to bring back on a DGK and Joy-Con for of that course. one. Bro, put them both. Put Balbo on too. Now that oh, okay, uh, that's, now, that that's he, now I got some words to have with him. <laughs> Even though I did go to a Rex. That's before, like, I knew who everyone was. So that's maybe where he saw me. Like, before <laughs> before everything, before I even came to Flint, I went to a Rex Baron because um, the FAU guys invited me. So I ended up, uh, damn, who did I lose to? Winter side. I can't even remember. I lost to Psychotics, though, loser side. Oh. He ended up washing my ass, um, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, dear God. All right. Well, Luigi, your closing remarks? Beef, thank you so much for having us. You're one of the people that actually inspired me to keep going to FGC tournaments. Let's go! Like, having you commentate one of the tournaments, like, I was trying to f- figure out knowledge of herbs and four-face buttons and such. And definitely watching a CEO got me inspired. Like, I'm going to be a great player. I have potential. And even at NLG the other day. <laughs> Bro, you played so well! I was freaking out that I was actually playing. <laughs> Look, this is, and, and this is, I, I mean this to be a compliment, but I'm not good at giving them. No worries. You used to suck ass oh, at definitely. this game. And now you don't! It just goes to show people I help you. You hang out with herbs, you hang out with four face buds, you come out every week, we play sets. Like, oh, yeah. it's crazy how much you've leveled up. And, um, and you did well at CEO for like your first major competing. Like, yeah. that was a good job. Like, yeah. other people, you know, have been playing this game for way longer than you, and they got their asses handed to them. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I take my O's and twos, and I'm proud of it. Like, yeah. I look at my progress, I reflect, and. Definitely with you around got me inspired. Yeah, so you almost took out Turb. Um, I was freaking out. Yeah, actually. I'm sure. I'm sure you were, because honestly, I, as someone who's been in similar situations plenty of times, as I've uh, been playing the game, when you're going to be that person that you're like, damn, I have no chance of being in the sky, and you're that close, you're like, now I definitely have a chance of being in the sky. Yeah. Next time he's gonna smoke. I remember the first time I had a close set with Marvello, I was like, damn, he's touchable. 
I could beat this guy. The funniest thing is, I was just chilling the whole time. I wasn't even serious. Uh huh. Like in my, I was like focused on the game, but I'm not even like sweating or angry or anything. I'm just like, damn, I was that close. Oh yeah. So yeah, dude, yeah. Look, look at look at Waluigi. He's a prime example of you can come from no fighting game experience, like partly none, from my stance. What you always told no, me, right? No, I exactly. started in January this year. To being godlike at Strive, so. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the progress working with you and everybody else in South Florida community. Join the Fight Club Discord. <laughs> yeah, just hit, hit us up. I'm sure you know it's it's our own Illuminati Discord because like Strive has <laughs> Strive has the big Illuminati Discord, which is the Yuri Cord, um, which is still it's still funny because it started out as Illuminati Discord. Now literally they'll let anyone in. Damn. Which it, I I'm for it. I think it's great. I I think uh, inviting everyone and everyone to get people to have I a central place like they can have like serious week. games. Like yeah. you invited people yeah. before, you could invite. Like you had to be a name to invite someone. Yeah. Like I got my invite from Amari after he got top eight at CEO, yeah, and that was like me. that was like damn. Can we let Amari uh, invite this schlop? Oh, he got 17th at CEO. Like you had to prove yourself to get invited. Now you know I like I like yeah. how it is. I just like popped in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, SFL Discord is the same way. Just ask us uh, if you come to local. I, I try to tell if like I ever see a new face. Be like, yo, you probably the Fight Club Discord. We're trying to get everyone in here. Yeah. We, do, we usually do a pretty good job of getting everyone in. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely want to thank you, brother, for joining us in the podcast and helping me out. Of course. And of course, AJ, do you have anything that you gotta say? Closing remarks. Um, I mean. It's always fun to be here. It's always fun to hear people's experience with CEO and just the FGC in general. It's definitely getting me tempted. Um, it it it's also making me tempted to just go back to, you know, one of the first fighting games that I really jumped into, which is Mortal Kombat. Who hasn't played Mortal Kombat, obviously? Um, I thought you were gonna say a good game. Um, it's <laughs> so, 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 like, hey, hey, a disappointment. Hey. I mean, my favorite one is MK9, and I have okay, good, good ones. I yeah, I haven't, I haven't, no, I haven't touched any of the other ones, good. and I refuse to just because, nah. Uh, but no, it's um, it's looking really fun, and uh, I look forward to seeing how how I'm gonna do in any. We're getting you in DNA. Future <laughs> tournaments, if I ever join. Nah, join Strive Herbs, who's really good at Strive right now, came from MK. Yeah. Some of the skills can clearly carry over. Okay. Well, yeah, then definitely. I'll probably need a little bit of training. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got you. All right. Well, that being said, Beefy, thank you again for joining us on this podcast. It was great to have you. I wanted to get you on for a solo podcast because I know we're, we're going to have a really good discussion. And, of course, you're a gamer like all of us or whatnot. You play many different games. And, of course, you're a great player in, um, in several fighting games, like not just Strive, but – in KOF as well. Nope. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know. Not enough to cut you off. I, my pool, they need to find another game. I know the person that I double eliminated never finds this podcast. No. But they, they cosplay. They had a king. On their fight stick was king. The character king from yeah. KOF. And they cosplays as king. So KOF's their game. They need to find your game. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry, but God, like I played damn. that game for a week and haven't played it since. I joined Kayla because I thought it'd be fun because I do enjoy the game. I still don't have time or the appeal to, to enjoy it that much. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I only dropped a game to the guy that had KOF in his name. That is so sad. The yeah. fact that I was, like, top 48 or whatever it was out of pools, like, I don't know what happened with that seating. I don't know if, like, they saw my other tournaments and were like, oh, this guy's probably good at fighting. I had, like, too high of a seed, but... <laughs> 
Hey, we take those. Man, we, we take, take those, those, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> every, every, every CEO now, because I don't know if you remember, but this previous CEO, 2021, I ended up making out pools for Skullgirls. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, um, you did. Without winning a match. Because <laughs> everyone else DQ'd. Damn. So uh, every CEO, I need to somehow miraculously make it out of a pool of a game I don't play. But I appreciate you saying I am good at you know, some I other fighting too, games. Actually. Yeah. But I just had to point out the fact that uh, the other people are just worse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. But other than that, thank you again for being on the podcast. Greatly, it was good to have you. And of course, we will have you for future episodes. And who knows? Maybe the next Smash Cast that we have, because I do have one that I wanted to do to get um, the history of versus. But um, put me on it. I've never been there. <laughs> Bro, I haven't. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never been. I've heard stories. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, I love versus. Damn. <laughs> Nah, nah, I can't put you on that one. That one's going to be very exclusive. But the other one where we get most of the shit talkers or whatnot, like DGK, Joy-Con, Balboa, maybe some other two. And then, of hey, course, hey, you hey, as, as just just as like a wrench to throw into the mix, be like, wait, why is he here? <laughs> don't worry about that. You'll know why he's here. Don't let, you don't let him know beforehand either. Like, it's like, and a special guest. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I got to get Omnilax in. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bro, put up Wallowin. the best. Yeah, I got to get yeah. Omnilax in. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for watching and tuning in. Oh, thank you so much. This has been episode 57 of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. It's going to be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. iHeartRadio. We on a lot. Of, we on a lot of um, audio hosting platforms. Anywhere so just, you listen to your normal podcast, you can find the just, South Florida Gamers yeah, podcast. We're, 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 yeah, we're pretty much there. And of course, video playback is going to be available on YouTube and Facebook later on. So that being said, thank you guys so much for watching, and we are signing out. Peace. Peace.